Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. Gray Block Pizza is a specialty pizza shop. And it's a shop where you can get that pie, boy. So what I'm saying to you is go get it. If you think you can get some, then you can. Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard on the way to the beach in Los Angeles. Gray Block, get that hitter. Today's guest is the host of the Burt Cast and has a new comedy special on Netflix, which you should check out right now, called Hey Big Boy. It's the big boy himself, Mr. Burt Kreischer. How about like Ron Artest got it? Did he really? I've yeah. seen him swimming before. I've seen the way he swims. I'm not surprised he <laughs> stroked his way into something. He doesn't. He swims well, but not like I would swim. You'd think those basketball players would be Olympic swimmers. Yeah, well, you could really, first Fucking of all, getting in the reach. pool, you're a third of the way there. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I had a joke. Tell me when you're rolling. We are. Okay, perfect. I had a joke in my last special, Secret Time. Not mm-hmm. this special, Hey Big Boy, which is streaming which is right streaming now. streaming right now. Right now. Yeah. I, in my last special, uh, this is a true story. Ralph Sampson. Do you remember Ralph Sampson? Ralph Sampson, basketball player, yeah. died of cocaine. Uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's Len Bias. Len Bias. Close. Oh. Close. Oh, R.I.P., man. <laughs> He died, bro. Um, <laughs> yep, Ralph Sampson. This is a true story. It was, by the way, it was the end of my Netflix special, so no one watched it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he um, he 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 gave a speech to us when we were at Villanova for like basketball camp. And the two takeaways was number one, he works hard. Number two, he can't swim. Mm-hmm. That was enough. Like he never learned how to swim. Work hard, can't swim. It's his new special. Yeah, work hard, can't swim. He said the whole time his sisters learned how to swim, he just practiced dribbling a basketball. Uh-huh. Never learned how to swim. And my whole thing, I'm sitting and listening to the speech, and I go, "Who the fuck needs to learn how to swim? You're seven feet tall. <laughs> Anywhere yeah. in the pool, you're still halfway yeah, out of the water." That's true. But by the way, they would make these basketball players would make such great swimmers. Manuk Bowl, oh. that fucking stroke. <laughs> He'd be scraping his knuckles on the bottom of the pool. Just he could grab onto the pool and just drag himself yeah. across. Oh, he's built like Slender Man, dude. You ever seen? Heart, Sl- I have seen Slender Man. Manute the heart, Bowl is very much built like Slender Man. Let me turn my Man. fucking phone off. I love turning my phone off these days. Oh, it's so nice. I was just in Maui, man. My phone was off a lot. You were in Maui? Yeah. I love Maui, dude. How nice is it? God, by the way, all this happening is searing is going, you love Maui? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the phones won't even go off. If you set your phone and say, hey, Siri, turn my phone off, I don't it know can't how to, do it. I don't know how to turn a phone, an iPhone off. Yeah. I've never I've never turned it off. You just hold this button, right? You have to hold both buttons, the other top button. Oh, for real? It's that screen grab button, too, the whole time. You have to hold it for like three seconds. Oh, now. there you go. I've never turned my phone off. It says a lot about my personality. Yeah. Yeah, all this chronic shit virus going on, in my, and my phone was like... You've actually spent 60% less time on your phone. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. I, it's because of the special. And I did, I, and like all press was taken away. Oh, yeah. Zero press, dude. But, but now, were you excited because people are at home? They need something to watch. I wouldn't say excited because, you know, it's true, but like my parents and all my parents' friends are at home, but they're not home like in a fun way. Like they're in a home like in a scared way. And so for me, I'd much, I would much rather have done the 
done the press I had set up, done the promotion I had set up, all the marketing I had set up. Dude, I had such a fucking great plan. I was going to do the Call and Sick to Work show. I texted you about that, right? Mm-hmm. Call and Sick to Work show yesterday, St. Mm-hmm. Patty's Day. Doors open at 10, show starts at 11. Me, Bill Burr, Jim Jeffries, Sebastian Maniscalco, you, D'Elia, uh, Tom Segura. The list goes on. Joe Coy, everyone, right? Wow. Didn't release the names on the tickets. Did, like, just send it out to my fans on my phone number, 323-208-0844. Send it out to them said get tickets sold out immediately do a live podcast in the or tiger belly oh my god who wouldn't see that live me and bill burt live in the or we had all this shit planned and then they called it huge they called it and and by the way you want now this is the inside baseball part this is where my brain works Mm -hmm. david spade norm mcdonald coming by stop by for the call six work show oh david was touch and go but yeah my plan was this is the way my brain works you throw in this call and stick to work show. You split all the money with the comics. You don't need the money, right? Right. You tip all the money out to all the comics. And then all you ask for all your friends is, yo, give me a shout out on your social media. And then you get in front of like 70 million people on Instagram, fucking 20 million people, 100 million people on Twitter that are go, hey, check out my boy Burt Kreischer. He's got a special streaming. That's my marketing. Boom. Coronavirus, I did not fucking. It I mean, took you. I, do you whatever. feel? Do you feel like slighted? Do you feel? Do you feel no. taken advantage of? No, I'm cool. Do you feel like coronavirus is? Are you really a hundred percent sold yeah. on it? Um, yeah, it's here's what they just came out today and they said like blood type O doesn't get it. Like you just you don't you may get it you may be a carrier but you don't feel it. That's mm-hmm. by the way news is always changing. I'm not a fucking doctor, right? But um. But yeah, I, I mean, who said it? Doctor Gupta. That guy always trips me out, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm I want to see the horse side of Sanjay Gupta because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know he was one of the five doctors going, "Hey man, can you get me on your TV show? Can you get me on your TV oh, show?" Definitely. But he always seems cool and collected, like you know. He's such a thought, bro. He's such a fucking. I know he's such a thought. He was hip scenes. Indian way before hip Indians. Yeah, uh, dude, Sanjay Gupta is probably the first famous Indian guy, bro. How easy is it to be a hip Indian though? It's like the it seems like the easiest thing to do. Dude. No, it's got, it's got to be hard because your parents don't want you to be hip Indian. Oh no, there you go. Okay, so like Russell Peters, hip Indian. Yeah, MIA, yeah. hip Indian. This guy named Sh- uh, Sh- Shank that I know. This guy that used to go to UCLA, <laughs> dude is hip, bro. He wears like four pairs of sunglasses, man. He's fucking hip. Pulls out his wiener, sunglasses on it. Yeah. So the thing about Indians, you don't know stereotype that they don't get out there. Big dicks. No. Really big dicks. Russell Peters told me. Well, I guess really? that's probably uh, like a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I guess I'm taking it from the guy. Goes, yeah, dude. You like, gotta learn. He's like, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> 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 they got big dicks. And you're like, shut up. Are you serious, bro? Everybody's starting to get on this big dick train. I feel you know. Like, big man. dicks used to be that was a way to oppress minorities. Is to say they did it with the Jews first. The I don't know if this is 100 percent true. But yeah, don't worry, dude. Okay. This whole podcast has gone that direction already. <laughs> so I think we're safe, dude. The Egyptians said it about the Jews. They have big dicks. I don't know if you've seen Ari Shafir's dick. It's fucking massive. Uh-uh. He's got a big fucking Really? Dick. A really big dick. But also, he looks like he would have a dick that doesn't look right. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, and his balls look weird, and his yeah, asshole like sometimes, Yeah, dude. Oh. So, yeah, if I'm Can his dick. you imagine di- fucking dick, Ari Shafir? You think his dick's longer? It looks like it's trying to get off of his body, because that's two <laughs> totally different things, man. Oh, and he's got dick that goes right off the body. Like, his dick is right off the body. Right. My dick's got body around it, like, pu- pushing it back. Yeah. So, like, 
Oh, okay. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, like so your I, dick's almost being held back by the sides of it. It's got it's got pubis going like crowding it, like like it's his boys going like, oh yeah, come on man, get him, get him, <laughs> and hair and everything. Like, come on man, get back in here. No, 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 no. My my body looks like it's stopping my dick from a fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, dude. No, no, no. Hold him back, man. Hold, hold him, him back, back bro. Hold <laughs> him back. Oh, why the fuck? Where was that fucking joke? God damn it. And here I did something. That's good, man. You can use like, it next time, man. I'm using man. it. I'm using it. <laughs> Dude, my dick definitely has a oh, look. Oh, you have a big dick. I've already heard. Really? Yeah. Who told you that? What? You know who. Not a man. <laughs> no. Our mutual friends. Who, dude? Tom and Bill? No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at Ari's dick right there. That yeah. is... And by oh. the way, that's not fluffing. Like, that's unprepared. That's just... Straight street dick. He has such a Holocaust body, doesn't he? Oh, kind of like his dad was, in but the Holocaust. jacked Holocaust. His dad was in the Holocaust. Was he really? Oh yeah, man, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Then just for vacation, though. Oh, yeah, I can see that, dude. <laughs> Ari's when Ari after wow. Ari drugged me, I said, uh, I don't blame Ari. I blame Hitler for the drugging. Yeah, because Hitler did that shit to his dad, and you know his dad probably wasn't the greatest dad, and then he turned into Ari. Right. So ultimately it all falls on Hitler's shoulders. It all goes back, man. That's the thing. You have to stop the cycle. Yeah. You know, you got to stop the cycle of hit. You got to stop the cycle of of trouble. It's always a cycle, you know. Someone always learned it from somebody else. Oh. Learn the dirty 100%. behaviors, you know. The M-word. First time I ever heard the M-word, I was at uh I was in I was in first grade. And these black kids came into our neighborhood. We live in like a poor white neighborhood, and there was a poor black neighborhood, and like across, across, across Nebraska mm-hmm. or not Nebraska, I forget. Well, dude, that's pretty far. Then if you're no, thinking, no, 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 that was the street name, not the. Oh, right on, bro. Yeah, and so like, damn, this dude did not live by black people. He <laughs> said they fucking lived a state away. <laughs> So they I'm were, like, wow. They bro. were in Nebraska and we were in Florida and it, it was scary, man. I got to be honest with you. It was touch and go at times. Yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> I mean, we heard stories. Oh, yeah, the rumor mill. I saw a note in a bottle one time in the river. It was crazy. Watch out for the blacks. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming. They're and they coming. open your shoulder real quick. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Oh, the N word? Somebody oh, yeah. said it? So, so <laughs> these these black kids lived across this this main street from us, and then they came into our neighborhood, I guess, and stole my football. My football had a Duke Junior with a shoelace, a, a tan shoelace, as the strings we used to play in the street. Mm-hmm. And so the the string for the shoelace ripped. My dad replaced it with a with a with a tan shoelace. It was very distinguishable and a little part we couldn't tie it, so there was a little like part of the sticking shoelace out. sticking out. Yeah. So they came into our neighborhood and they asked if they wanted to play us a football and they had my football. Mm. And these two brothers, Daryl and Darren, mm. were like, yo, they're, they must. I mean, I, when I remember this story, I'm, they, I feel like they were 18, 17. They were probably just like 10 and 11. Yeah. And I was six. Yeah. And they were like, yo, this is football. And they're like, no, this is his football. This little other little black kid. And they're like, fight him for it. And I was like, I had first grade. I was not fighting anyone. I was wearing a loincloth and knee-high moccasins. Oh, yeah. And so. Um, Damn, he's fighting your sexuality, bro. At that time. My dad's like, get him some <laughs> knee pads. He's going to be sucking dick. So. Uh, so. Yeah. So. And he's going to need knee pads to do it. What a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part, man. What about the good old days, man? This when you would suck dick with no your knees pads. and you suck yeah. a dick. Be a man about it. Yeah, bro. Support the union. <laughs> you 
freak. <laughs> what kind of gay guy puts on knee pads? Yeah, dude. Suck a dick like a man, yeah. man. A backup gay dude. That's you it. mind if I pull my socks up? <laughs> oh. Oh. Dude, that's hilarious. You mind if I... Oh, my God. Boys, locks up. I want to. I don't want to skin my knees when I suck your dick. Uh, oh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, whatever you got to do, man. Do you mind if I pull my pants down for <laughs> yeah, some cushioning yeah. on my knees? <laughs> oh fuck. Mind if I take my shirt off and just tie it around <laughs> both of my knees? Hey, is it cool if I take my shoes off and put my knees in my insole? <laughs> Like, damn, dude. I don't even think you shouldn't even be gay, little guy. Anyone who does that, you're like, this is your first time sucking dick. You do this a lot. (laughs) Just sitting on your fit and kneeling on your fingers. (laughs) Bro, actually, if you had to blow some dude, that's not a bad like I would go through all of those things before you you gotta like you gotta have some ways to get out of it. Oh, I've I've gone down on my wife on the side of the bed with my mm-hmm. knees on the on the um, wood floors. Oh, and that's like, crazy! Huh? Grab a pillow, put them under your knees. Yeah. The uh, but anyway, so these black kids come in the neighborhood and they they like fight this kid. And I was like, I don't, I've never been in a fist fight. I don't want to be in a fist fight. And then Daryl and Darren looked at me like, like, are we gonna have to do this for you? And I was I, in my head, I was like, give them the fucking ball. I don't care. My dad already bought me a new one. Like, I, like, and then they got in a fight. They get into a fight. D- Daryl fights one of the dudes, or Darren, one of the one of the younger one fights a black dude, and they're all. It's like it's like five black kids and then mm-hmm. seven white kids or eight white kids, more white kids because our neighborhood. And the dad comes out, and the dad starts chanting, "Fight, fight!" And we're in a white. White don't win. We all jump in, and I am, and I, and then he's hitting me. It's your ball, motherfucker. Chant it, chant it. And here I am, just some first grader in a loincloth and knee high moccasins, just. Fight, fight, and then I said. Then I said the word in front of my dad, and it was fucking over. Really? Oh, your dad box. fought him? No, no, no. My dad took me down to their fucking house, walked me down, stood in the fucking thing, and said, "Don't ever talk to my son. Don't ever." I told my dad everything that happened. They stole my ball. This is what he asked me to say. Don't ever talk to my son. And we moved out of that neighborhood. A month later, a month wow. later, we were out of that fucking neighborhood because people were using the n word. Oh, that was that was the least of it. We let a kid on fire. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, yeah. We lit this kid on fire, John, and uh, he had he had a thing, a tub of like a margarine bowl of gasoline, mm-hmm. and there's this abandoned house that these that these people left. And they're always just why do people leave it in an abandoned house by children? I, dude, they were the funnest. Especially, did you ever break into an abandoned house oh, when you were a kid? Yeah. Dude, there was a there was an Asian couple that my friend my friend's parents were watching their house. They had like a dog or a cat or whatever. Yeah. He was like, "You want to go in and see their house?" And man, this is like nineteen. This has got to be nineteen seventy. 79 78 God, like no one knew no one i mean not no one but i'm saying like no one in florida knew asians then yeah and we went in oh I remember yeah things were like things were like turquoise walls were like turquoise blue with big buddha statues and like everything was just different it smelled different swords like a i remember like a samurai in the yeah. corner and you're just like <laughs> oh big feathers coming out of vases yeah and you were like whoa people were talking to you from behind fans yeah they had a dog they had a dog right so then so then this kid one day goes same house. He goes, yo, oh, hey, want to go swim at their house? They had a pool. And I was like, yeah, yeah. We are in first grade. My mom had a station wagon. She drops him off first, comes out, drops me off, and he goes, meet me back at my house with uh, uh, with your swimsuit. I'll go back. I'll get us in our backyard. They had a, a Doberman Pinscher. Oh, yeah. They and don't have that many of those anymore. No one's got a Doberman Pinscher. You know what it is? I talk about my special, but it's uh, purebreds. Purebreds are they're all fucking dying out. Oh yeah, they got like a Doberdoodle or something like that. They had to they had to know? mix them because 
the purebreds were getting all these fucking problems in their body because they were breeding, like overbreeding. It's you know same thing as Hitler. If Hitler won the war, blonde chicks would be walking around with hip dysplasia. Damn, anyway, really? Yeah, yeah. I have dysplasia. Hey, it's an special. You like that joke? Nice. <laughs> I have dysplasia. In your hips? Yep. You Brody like Stevens. Like an Australian Shepherd. Brody Stevens had dysplasia. Really? Do wait. Do you walk odd? Yeah, kind of a little bit. If I have to walk for a long time, like if I have to walk for a couple of miles, it gets bad. Really? Yeah, just like I kind of get that shake, you know? <laughs> I think it's cute, but it hurts. <laughs> I think it's cute. It hurts a little, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. But uh, but um, anyway, enough about me, man. Uh, but yeah, the N-word, man, it'll fly out of you, you know? That's why I, I a long time ago, I, I used to have a joke where I said, I don't say the N-word because I care about people. I don't say it because if you get if your tongue gets used to it, if you say it a bunch behind doors or whatever, and it feel, you feel comfortable saying it, one night you'll get drunk and your tongue, it'll slip out of your mouth and you'll be in the wrong fucking place. My daughter, I don't say it first. That's my rule, dude. You don't say it first? <laughs> no, I never say it first. You gotta, somebody else has to say it, bro. If someone says it, you go, if someone says it, you go, all right, we're good. We're good. No, no, I'm just saying, you can't ever be the person to say it first, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man but i think like a lot of stuff where you can't you like um like yeah you can't use the word right like i get it yeah but i think also like um i think some t- oh fuck can't remember what i was gonna say man yeah you just don't use the word anymore i think the only place that still really uses it is mostly music these days i don't hear yeah. people say it anymore you i don't know? hear anyone say it. i've never i mean i heard white people say it growing up in the South, I mean, all of us that grew up in the South heard it. Yeah. And and heard white people use it at a McDonald's or some shit, and there was no cameras around, so no one got outraged. But, yeah, the only place you really hear it is music. I mean, my bus driver's black, so I hear it all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's like I told the girls one time the girls were in the car, and they were t- they go, Dad, you want to hear a joke? And I was like, yeah. So they tell me the joke, and they're like, da, 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 da. And then the punchline, they're like, he's a midget. And I was like, hey, guys, you can't say that word. And they're like, why? I go, because it's like a bad word. And they're like, no, it's not. And I go, no, it is. And they're like, no, we're just describing a person. I go, I understand that. But you can't say it because if you say that word and someone's, you know, a little person, they hear it, it might hurt their feelings. And yeah. my daughters looked at me and they're like, they're not in the car, dad. It's just us. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you'd think it would work that way. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. And then Brad Williams came to my house and I was like, I go bring the girls in the man cave. I go, hey, why don't you tell Brad that joke? And they lit up like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> wow. Calling you. Yeah. Putting you like putting him on, on, yeah. on the spot. Yeah, dude. I remember uh, they had, I remember fishing with a uh, black buddy of mine named Devin and he went to jail actually for murder or alleged murder. Really? But um, we were fishing and some kids were up on the like on this railroad track like up 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 this up this embankment from this river and they started throwing rocks and calling us the n-word right and i'm like not me you know what i'm saying you're kind of back to the back of the boat i think they're talking to you desmond yeah dude yeah like bro you're aiming horrible you're hitting both of us But I remember that was scary, man. I mean, yeah, you definitely had some people that like, I mean, I think racism is just kind of like, I mean, it's just definitely like. Uh, How crazy would it be if coronavirus, if black people hard. couldn't get coronavirus? Someone said that they can't, but then Idris Elba got it. I know. I Somebody t- said gay man can't get it. There's a lot of information going on. Gay around. man can't get it? That's what I heard. But then uh, I think Siegfried or Roy got it. Can you see that? Magician gets corona. Or alleged magician. Why wouldn't they just go? Ta-da! I don't have it anymore. Siegfried <laughs> uh, got corona? They're dead, man. If they get corona, they're dead. Yeah. Magician gets corona. 
San Diego Opera's aging magician. Is yeah. that his thing? He's the aging magician? He's like, oh, <laughs> my leg hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, shit, a dove came out of it. <laughs> uh, he, just, do- he just stands there on stage and he's like, I'm aging. Yeah. We can all do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at this. Look at this. I just got older. Ah, ta-da. When I was growing up, you knew not to say the N-word. If, if somebody beat your ass, that's how you knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the litmus. It was like, you. that's how you learned about it. Yeah. It was like, oh, somebody said it, somebody got their ass beat, and then that was it. It's so funny, man. I never heard it. Like, I mean, I heard it when, I was, when we lived in that neighborhood, and then I never heard it in our new neighborhood. I never heard it. And then I never, I never heard it. And I heard it a little bit in high school, but, but it was, we had a, a black friend, uh, Kari Brown and all the kids that grew up with him mm-hmm. would drop the word, but as a, like, not, not derogatory, just as like a joke. If, if, if it was the pun, like in a Louis C.K. way, if it was the punchline of a joke, meaning towards Kari or, or, but it very lighthearted. And they were like guys that he grew up with his whole life. And then I heard a lot in college. I heard it fucking. Well, I went to Florida State and we were segregated. It was like FAMU and Florida State. So I heard it a lot in college. FAMU was a more black college? 100%. Yeah. And I used to drive the black chicks. They'd call. They always lived in one dorm. It's so funny. I ran into this woman the other day who went, a black chick my age, mm-hmm. who went to Florida State. And I said, Hey, did you ever take Safe Escort? That's what I, I, I was. T- I drive them around campus in like a K car. Do you remember a K car? Mm-mm. Pull up a K car, can you? It was like the uh, fucking the biggest beater you could ever have. Yeah. I think it's called a K car or a Q car. It's like an old. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was it. Oh yeah, Renault. That's a that's a Renault, isn't it? Chrysler yeah. K. That was a that was what, we, but it was white, and so, and man, they would. What would Beautiful. happen is you knew if the black chicks called on a Saturday night because you it was just taking people to the library is where you're supposed to go. Okay. But if the black chicks called on a Saturday night. You knew they wanted to go to FAMU from Florida State. Okay. And we weren't allowed to drive to FAMU. But once they got in the car, you had to take them wherever they went. So uh, what would happen is they go, they go, we have a pickup at Debony Hall. One, based on 111, I have a pickup at Debony Hall. Her name's uh, LaQuisha. And you go, okay. You'd be like, is it how many passengers? And I'm like, just one. That's what they say. And so you'd pull up. And then she'd like wave to you. And you go, hey. And as she waved, they'd pile in the other side of the car and she get in. They go, we're going to FAMU, bitch. <laughs> I loved it, though, because I because I love hip-hop. So yeah. I would just talk hip-hop with them the entire time. Every, I learned about Wu-Tang Clan that way. I, wow. I, I bought the Method Man album through them. I learned about uh, Suave House, uh, MJG and 8-Ball. It, like, it was like the funnest for me because I loved hip-hop. Oh, yeah. And so we would just, I'd be like, what are you guys listening to? And I was driving them for like fucking 20 minutes, so. We and y'all were bullshit. listening to what? Hip hop. There was no player, and there was no player in there. Sometimes they'd have. And we all wearing seatbelts and everything. No, or? there'd be so many people in wow. no seatbelts. I was back when you know, seatbelts were like people didn't even die back then, yeah. dude. Who wore seatbelts? Yeah, I see my kids putting on seatbelts. I'm like, what are you guys? What are you need knee pads for blowjobs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you got to put your shoes in your knees and your Asics for you blow a guy? Huh, kids? Take out your inserts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah, time we're just. I, I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess they had like, I didn't, I don't know if I felt like I saw a lot of racism. I never hung out in like a redneck type of area. Like I felt like there was more, there was also a lot of racism from black to white too. Like black kids weren't like, hey, like us, you know, there was a lot of like anger. It's it's funny. You always have anger from like previous generations. Like it's always like the shit's always so misdirected, you know, I feel like it's like. Um, I told a story in my, one of my specials about uh, my first for one comfortably dumb 
about uh, the one of the first fight, like full blown, not fight. I say fights. Like in high school, there were fights where it was a big fight, and you stood on the outside and waited to sucker punch someone. Mm-hmm. And then there were fights where you got sucker punched or hit with something. I got punched one time. Yep, dude, I got hit with a fucking. Some dude hit me with a bunch of encyclopedias. Literally, one A, B, C, dude. And by the time he got to E, bro, I fucking gave up. You're like, I, got, I, I get it, man. Yeah, I'm out, Elephants dude. come from human. Yeah, junk. I know how this climate. ends, man. I know how this ends. Bro. I know everything about anteaters, <laughs> aardvarks, bees, caterpillars. I'm done, man. The the first fight I was in where it was like squared up one on one, bro. That is a terrible who was the guy. Uh, his name is Donovan. Donovan, white guy, black, black guy. dude, straight uh, state wrestling champ. You know wow. Cowhead. You know Cowhead. Mike Calta, yeah. right? Mike Calta found him. He still lives in Tampa. Wow. Mike Calta found him on on MySpace. This is how long ago that was. Found him and found his daughter and said, "We'd love to have you come in studio and corroborate this story." And he was like, "How much?" And Cowhead's like, "Nothing. I'd rather just hear the good story." So I haven't I haven't heard from this guy. He had an I Rock right with the yeah. string shirts. He would shake his fucking eye rock like to warm up for a fight. Just shake it back God, and forth. God, that's sexy. Big huh? wheels on the back. So he he gets in a fight with this guy. I think the guy's name is Mario. I think I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I can't remember. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets in a fight with this guy Mario, and there's a bunch of black dudes around. And I run in to see. The, I want to watch the fight, right? And I peek my head in, and the second I peek my head in, Mario's unconscious. He knocked him out clean, oh. and he's holding his hair. And as soon as I put my head in, they go. Here's another one. Get him, Donovan. And they push me in, and now it looks like I'm on his team. Oh. It's, yeah, because we're wearing the way uniform. That's uniforms. the worst about people outside of a fight. All they want is more fight. More fighting. Get him. He wants yeah, some. Yeah, get him. And, bro, squaring up to a dude. And I had never squared up. I had never, like, I was just trying to apologize. And then I realized, oh, he was just going to beat me up. And he, squaring up to the worst, dude, especially if you've never done it. Which foot do you put first? I Which, left. Left. I, like I was skateboarding. Left forward? Like oh, I was skateboarding. Wow. That's crazy, bro. What? I've had to square up twice against one dude, two dudes in my life. This other dude I squared up against, uh, I, I, no, I squared up. Do you remember the story when we were doing Reality Bites Back? Right when we were doing the So You Think You Can Dive episode. Okay. I drove us all down there. Do you remember that? Yes. I drove I do us all down there. I remember that. And the practice day, the practice day that we had. Um, and for those who don't know, it was a show on Comedy Central that was, it was a great Great show to be on. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It was back. a big payday. It was cool. Not it wasn't a big payday. It was a big payday for back. Big payday then. for you though. Yeah, big payday for. Here's them. where they fucked up. It was. It was. I'm. I'm. I'm going to say this number. It's the wrong number, but it was. In my memory, it was like eight thousand dollars an episode. Yeah. And but and so all of us looked at it and we're like, it's a ten order episode. All of us are like, we're getting eighty fucking grand, and the winner gets like quarter of a million dollars, whatever, or a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And then we got there the first day and realized. Oh, if you get kicked off, you don't get eight grand. Yeah. And it came cutthroat. It became cutthroat. So only episodes you were on, you got eight grand for each episode you were on. I remember. Each episode, somebody got kicked off. Me, you, I tell this story every time. I saw Red Grand a week ago. Really? In Baltimore, yeah. He, uh, I think I saw the picture. He came out to my show. Yeah, Yeah. it was really cool. It's great to see him. Oh, I hung out with him and Donnell. I did an episode of Something's Burning with him, and we ended up smoking weed and just bullshit. Oh, that's awesome. Um, The first day, the very first day, we're sitting at that mansion outside in in, in Encino. Mm -hmm. It's me, you, Red Grant, Donnell Rollins on the step, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And Kyle Cease came up, and he had the hat that said, uh, week one. He had yeah. a hat made out for every week, week one, week two, week three, week four. And he's with Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. And he goes, and Donnell goes, Yes, yeah, son, that's right. You are the week one. And we all start laughing. <laughs> yeah. And Kyle goes, I, 
I think uh, I, th- I think it's spelled different. He goes, no, no, son, you should have a hat that just says weak. <laughs> and then Kyle goes, uh, Donnell, I think it's I think it's spelled differently. And he goes, not in my neighborhood. And then Kyle walks away. I go, Chris, and he just he goes, he goes, I think I'm next, and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Donnell was so funny, bro. Me, you, me, you, and Red Grant got naked in the bat- bathtub with Lunell. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Like, I got full-blown naked. Yeah, you always did. I got full-blown naked. <laughs> yeah. I got full-blown naked, dick against the glass, and the president, Lauren Correa, was in, at that shooting, president of Comedy Central. And it's what happened is me, you, and, me, you and Red get a uh, passage to the next round. And they go, your reward is you get to shower and bathe with Lunell. And so we're like, oh, fuck it. We don't care. Yeah. And so we go in. She's small, too. I think they gave us. a small body. I think they gave us cocktails. We were drinking before that. Yeah, yeah. And she got us in there. Yeah, pull up a picture of Lunell. I ran into her, by the way. I thought she hated me. I ran into her in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And she got fucking wasted with her and had a blast. Oh, yeah. She's fun. Everybody loves her. And we got in the bathtub and Lunell goes. I'm taking off my drawers or whatever. Oh, yeah. And pulls her bathing suit bottoms off and oh, throws yeah. them out. And I was like, fuck it, I'm in. So I take mine off. Red oh, yeah. takes his off. You take yours off. And then she stands up and she's still got them on. She had two <laughs> pairs on. <laughs> and we're all sitting there naked. Yeah. Praise God, man. Those are the good old days. Look God, at that was right a there. fuck. Think about how long ago that was. That show was fun. When year was that? Go back to that uh, information if you don't mind, Nick. Uh, be 1994. No, <laughs> oh, derived from 1994. Oh. Uh, 2008. Wow. I got a special right after that. 2008. 2008. Wow. Someone. Oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Keep up who got voted off when. Someone sent me uh, a zip drive that has all the episodes, too. I have it on a drive someplace if either of you want that. I would love to see that. It was a great That show. was when, like, look, people. I think a lot of people in this business take ownership of when they find when they feel like they discover someone. You know, like like there's a lot of agents that do that. I will say without a doubt, without a doubt, me and Amy Schumer became the biggest Theo Vaughn fans in the fucking world. Like I remember me and Amy looking at each other and being like you were so funny and it was effortless. You weren't even trying to be funny. You were just so fucking funny. I swear to God, I pay a hundred thousand dollars to have all the footage, raw footage, oh, and cut yeah. my own show of the outtakes. Because there were times where you'd leave Michael Ian Black just like, huh? Yeah, and we were nuts, crying man. laughing. He was like a white supremacist, I felt like, the way he dressed. <laughs> I remember we go, uh, was, we were all talking, and he, we go, so what, what do you hope this show gets you? What do you hope this show gets you? Oh, I'd love to get a special. I'd love to get 30 minutes. I'd love to get on Premium Blend. And we're like, what about you, Michael? And he goes, a new basement. And we're like, what? He goes, that's the only reason I'm doing this show. I need a new basement. And we were like, cool. <laughs> yeah, he always had this white supremacist vibe. He just looked too white. Like, bro, white down a little. You know he's what I'm most, saying? He's the least white supremacist. Really bring up a picture of him. Uh, which oh, he does neck. he does look he does have a vibe of like 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 the bad guy in a Harry Potter movie. Michael Ian Black. That's not him. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's still Lunell, dude. Yeah, he, he has. He texted his, me last night. Did he? Yeah, he texted me last night. He was so funny. Yeah, definitely. Here, I'll see, I'll, I'll see if I can see the text. He literally just texted me last. Oh, he's turned my fucking phone off. There he is, right there. He definitely looks like he would be giving a speech about, hey, you know. Here's sorry. the problem. <laughs> sorry, I have. Here's sorry, the problem I'm this white. with women voting. He looks like he doesn't blink his eyes Ooh, at night. He look just at puts him and water Louis C.K. What's that one? Michael <clears throat> Ian Black defends Louis C.K. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
MIB's a cool dude, man. I, lo I, I love him. Dude, he's one of a kind for he sure. He really is, man. One and of he's, a kind. by the way, he's always been sweet. Like, ever since we met him, he's a ball buster. Kind of like that's his angle yeah. of comedy. But he's always been a very sweet guy. I remember we connected because both our wives are older than us. And really? Was, yeah, yeah. And his wife's older than him and my wife's. I think me and MIB are the same age. And uh, And did you ever see his TV show, The State? Yeah. Oh. Bro. I want to dip my balls, balls in it. it. That was the best, dude. How great was that? It was the greatest fucking show. I feel like I feel like what I'm hearing is you don't like the tacos. No, I love the tacos. In fact, they're the best tacos I've ever had. Dude, that that show was so fucking great. Did you ever did you ever see a thousand pounds of pudding? Uh oh yeah. Oh, dude. I could watch that show. That was one of my favorite shows. That was the first time I really got comedy. Wow. Put type in no put, type in putting the state. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. That was I think it was two hundred and forty dollars worth. Of, I'm sorry, that's a thousand. Every time I tell a story, it's a little bigger. Levon and Barry. Barry. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's that time. Oh, you know it's that time. I'm LeVon. And I'm Barry Sagittarius. And it's time. Barry Sagittarius. It's time for two hundred and forty dollars Worth of pudding. Mm -hmm. Worth of pudding. Oh, yeah. Mr. Boucher, come on in here and let's get a shot of this pudding. By the way, they were like now, 18 kind of and 19 doing this. So cool. can buy. Oh, yeah. We had the 240 We had to have the pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they were kids, now, we could have bought $100 worth of pudding. And that would have been... A lot of pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Thomas Levin. We had to go all the way, baby. Oh. All the way home. Uh-huh. <laughs> With 200 And $40. With the pudding. With the pudding. Oh, yeah. Now, I know what you're thinking. Marion and LeVon, where did you get $240? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry your pretty little head about it, baby. It ain't your concern. Now, if you excuse me, I got to whisper some sweet nuts of this pudding. I'll just be over here minding my own. They were children. Oh, baby, you know you got it going on. <laughs> this is like the silliest shit. Yeah, silly. We were in college. We were in college Barry, smoking weed watching this Barry, and you see what dying I laughing. What you got so, we used to go to parties and go. Yeah, we did. Like, Here's, I want to dip my balls in it. No, I don't want it. I can't. I can't. Does anyone have some orange juice? <laughs> I've got some orange juice. I want to dip my balls in it. That guy, Ken Marino. Yeah. You ever run into you ever run into people like you were fans of as a kid that are fans of yours? Oh, uh, I run into this lady from In the Heat of the Night. Can you bring up a picture of that show? Actually, um, she played Althea Tibbs. You ever see In the Heat of the Night? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is that with the guy from uh, Archie Bunker? Yep, Carol O'Connor. Yeah, he's buried right near my apartment. Althea Tibbs, right there. Oh, I know Althea Tibbs. Wait, yeah. Althea Tibbs has been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Wait, where did you mean Althea Tibbs? Uh, can we get to her wiki, maybe? Um, yeah, that's her, Anne Marie Johnson. She lives in Los Angeles, yeah. I met her. She's seeing a man. She's seeing a man. But when I saw I saw her a couple times at different restaurants, I accosted her mildly outside of the uh, credit union, outside of the SAG after credit union. Just a huge fan. Yeah, look at all the stuff she's been in. Million oh things. Oh, God. Dude, she's still working. She's worked forever. But, yeah, she looked great, and I just told her, I said, hey, I'm just such the biggest fan. She started working before I was born. That's crazy. Wow. Matlock. 
Matt Locke was so good. Man, you talk about like the Me Too and all the fucking racism and fucking sexism in Hollywood. Imagine the shit she had to deal with. Start. And I bet she'd appreciate the fact that we at least acknowledge it. She started in 1971, 1972 to 76. She was on Matlock Police. Mm-hmm. That was, I was, I was, that was when I was born. And then she go, was on different strokes. She was on different. I guarantee you, she dated Willis. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guarantee it. I met, I met Arnold one time. You did from yeah. Hey Arnold? No, no Arnold. No from Arnold who? Paul? Not Arnold. Arnold Palmer. No Arnold from Different Strokes. Arnold wasn't that his name? Willis. No, the little one. Oh, um Gary Goldman. No, Not Gary, Gary, Go- Goldman Gary Coleman. Gary meeting. Coleman. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, yeah. <laughs> he died. Gary Goldman died? Gary Coleman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, Gary Goldman Gary is Goldman. teaching people how to fucking <laughs> be comedians over daily tweets. Okay. If you haven't seen That's right. That was twenty nineteen. Sometimes, Jesus Christ, sometimes I see his advice and I'm like, I don't think I'm doing comedy <laughs> rights. I'm not writing at all. Yeah. Tag it nine different ways. I tag it once and it's good to go. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah, that's I met I met Gary Goldman. Gary Coleman. I met Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman died. Will you look that up please, Nick? <laughs> yeah, he did. It was a kidney failure. Oh, he really did. Yeah, because he had, oh. he had uh, the li- little little guys get kidney problems. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how Mini Me died. I think that's how Tattoo, Tattoo died. Oh, he's a beautiful young man too. From uh, he died in Utah at forty two. Oh my God! You know they gave him a lot of grief towards the end of his life. Remember all that? They put yeah. him in a show called Midgets vs. Mascots at one point. Remember that? Nuts, Can you man. imagine the Michigan State Trojan fighting a couple of midgets off outside of a bakery or whatever? Wherever they shot it, look at this. Midges I love how mascots. Hollywood acts like like regular people are the problem when they're doing shows called midgets Wait, versus mascots. Here's my question: Who at the University of Michigan was like, "Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good look for our school." <laughs> Let's have a midget shit out of a midget. But what are you gonna do if a bunch of little people show up and say, "Hey, this is the show we want"? You, you the only you have to be supportive. What Wait, do you do? No, you think the midgets midget? <laughs> Why would they pick someone they definitely can't beat? Wait, can, how do I get midgets versus mascots? I gotta see this. Oh man! Wait, Scotty Pippen's in it. Yeah. Ron Jeremy, Jason Mewes. Yeah, I think they put spe- they put regular uh, heighted people in, into the um, mascottery into the uniforms. Oh my god! I will definitely That's watch midgets versus mascots. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. Can you believe that that they have that kind of stuff, dude? Do you think? Uh, do you think that there's going to be that we'll be able to get back to regular humor after this coronavirus thing? I think I think it's going harder. I think we're going to go harder in the paint. Yeah, because yeah, because right. Like I'll I'll tell you right now when this special when we were editing this special, I have uh, who is she? She got a question for us actually. When we'll get right into oh. that about your statement, let's get this question real quick right here from Allie. Semi related to what you guys talk about. Okay. Hey, Theo. Hey, Bert. This is Ellie from Niagara Falls, Canada, calling. Turn it up, man. Uh, question for Bert. Wondering if there's any topic that is off limits or off the table regarding your daughters or your wife um, in your comedy. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, guys. Thank you for everything. Gang, gang. Game, huh? She's beautiful. Beautiful lady right there. Damn. Um, nice hand, too. Look I'm at always hand. shocked when you see a pretty person that has seen your stand-up, and you're like, you saw me? Yeah. Like, I get it if you're, like, 280 pounds, you got a beard. You're, you're troubled. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're like, dude. You have gastrointestinal issues. I go, yeah. I, go, I got you, man. We all go through those hard times. Yeah. But, man, when you see her, you're like, huh. huh. What happened? Um, there's nothing off them. There's only been one subject that 
Isla asked me not to talk about. Um, but like I talk about her period, Isla getting her period in the oh. special. Um, they're pretty cool with it. Although I, I gotta be honest with you, I don't know. You don't know the long term effects of it. I don't. I wish I did. You know, I mean, not in a bad way, but you don't. It's like I don't, and it's, it's dad's gone. He's a comedian. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's dry. He's flying around the country telling people about my period. I don't. You know? I, I don't. I I don't. I can't imagine it's gonna be awesome. Like I, I, you know, you don't put any thought into it. Here's how it works: is that like, right. so I'm on the road with at the time it's me, Segura, and Ian Bagger doing Irvine and Brea every Tuesday, every Tuesday, Wednesday, right? We're just banging out Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Not on Terry, just Irvine and Brea. Me and Segura driving out, and then one day you tell a joke. The first joke I wrote about the girls was um, Isla was a baby and. She, and she had uh she they woke up early in the morning i go downstairs i hear my baby mother i go downstairs i'm like what's going on why are you laughing george is in a rocket chair isla's naked and uh, george is like dad you gotta see baby isla's new trick the dog's in between them like i don't fucking know and i go what is it she goes i don't want to spoil it for you isla show dad and isla takes her finger shoves it up her ass and puts it in the dog's mouth oh and that's the first joke i wrote about my daughters and and it the jolly roger We call the happy Nazi. And so I go, and so I, t- I tell that story on stage and both the Ian and Tom are like, bro, that's like, that's legit funny. It's not a kid joke. That's just a funny fucking joke. Like we don't have kids and we still like it. And that was where I flipped the switch. And so then, no, then Isla's maybe two or three, mm-hmm. George's four or five. You start writing jokes about your kids and they're definitely not seeing it. They're not seeing it at all. And then I do. The machine, and I put all those stories I have in about the girls, and it starts to work. Like people start to relate to it. I do secret time, and that's when they were like, they were like, hey, like, uh, like kind of curious, like, what do you say about us? And I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. This one, they were like, yo, run everything past us first. And so I had to run the period joke past Isla, and she was wow. like, did you sit down and talk to her about it? Kinda? I told her, well, I put it, here's what, you know, me, man, I put it on fucking Instagram stories the day it happened. So the yeah. day it happened, she gets her period. She wants to throw a period party. Do I they go, do that now? Oh, yeah. It's big time. What? Oh, yeah. A period party? Dude, it, I told part of the story on oh Conan. Oh, God, And bro. It, it went what viral. What is going on, I told man. just a part of the story on Conan, and it got 20 million views immediately. So, like, she go, she's like, I, I mean, I want to ruin it, watch this special, but mm-hmm. she, I, I, get, I get all the stuff for the period party. Mm-hmm. I dress in red. Like I mean, what? Like fucking red velvet cake. Oh. Yeah, dude, that's what I said. That's what I said. Dude, you're going to love, dude, you'll love this bit. You'll love this bit. But my point is, I put it all on Instagram stories that night because mm-hmm. I'm laughing. I'm dying laughing. And then I get in bed that night. She comes in. She's like, hey, big boy, I need you to take that down. And I go, what? I go, baby, it's 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 fine. I think it's cool. She goes, yeah, I know. I, I don't mind people knowing I threw a period party, but I don't want kids in my school knowing I had my period. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I pull it all down, and then I go to Louisville that next weekend, and I talk about it. I try it on stage. And just that, that just that re- reaction you just had is the whole room's having it. But the weird part, you know me, I'm a meathead. I'm like a fucking mouth breather. Mm-hmm. Is women are connecting with it going, like cheering for Isla, which wow. I think is cool. So then I work it out a little bit. I t- talked to Isla about it, and I was like, hey, I want to do a part of that story on Conan. And she's like, 
She goes, why? I go, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. I think that the thing that you're doing is going to be good for little girls, and other little girls will see it. And if the the trauma that Georgia, when Georgia had her period, she was a fucking nightmare. And I said, the trauma Georgia went through, you can help them avoid that. Because Isla didn't want to go through what Georgia went through, so she just circumnavigated and went, I'm going to celebrate this moment. Right. And so I told her on Conan. She watched it. She was cool with it. But then the next day, my email gets flooded with little girls emailing me. Like their parents, Children? their little, oh, parents. their parents are emailing me <clears throat> from their daughters. Like this, my daughter wants you to wants you to read this and letters coming into my manager. Really? Like, hey, I was really scared about getting my period. I've been really nervous about it, but I saw your dad's story. Thank you for letting him tell it. And then, and Isla named her period, and they go. And by the way, we just welcome Daryl to our family. Wow. And so it was. So like, I don't. I don't have any limits. Like, I'll talk about fucking anything. Yeah. Whether or not it goes into a special is like another thing. Because I gotta, I gotta run it by them. Damn, like, and I know it's getting, it's getting touchy for Georgia. Yeah, because they're, che- yeah, I could imagine, but it, yeah, I could imagine that that's a lot going on. She's fifteen, and when she starts fucking up, and you want to talk about it, you know, she's gonna be like, can you imagine if you're, if all your fuck ups? Oh, I couldn't. Yeah, and I so it's, I don't know, man. I, I, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe yeah. I won't make it out of this coronavirus, and that's the end of my stand up. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by my bookie. I'm sure a lot of you gamblers and money snake men are out there being wild and trying to think of something to do, having to bet on things in the yard. Oh, bet if little Daryl will catch that uh, acorn. Bet on, uh, you know, little um, servicile. See if he can uh, do a backflip. Kenny, who knows? And so uh, a lot of you guys are chomping at the bit to be betting again and wagering and making wagers. And that's why my bookie... We'll be ready for all your betting needs as soon as sports get back up and running. Quit betting on if your mom's perm is going to hold. And head on over to mybookie.ag and use our promo code THEO to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. That's just the beginning. That's just that saving introduction. So as soon as there are wagers on sports that are ready to be made, mybookie is going to be the place. Now, there's also, you can bet on some wild stuff over there. Who's going to win the presidential election? Uh, Who's going to get a hangnail? There's all types of betting opportunities going on at MyBookie. So head on over to MyBookie.ag right now and use our promo code Theo to get half of your initial deposit in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. So to sign up, go to MyBookie with our code T-H-E-O and start winning today. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Here's a white guy right here with something to say. Yep. What's up, Theo? What's up, Bert? This is Logan from Sarasota, Florida. My question for Bert is, how excited are you for all that new material you're going to get for being quarantined with both your daughters? It's going to be hilarious. And then my question for both of you guys is, do you ever go back and watch your old Netflix specials and try to build off that for your upcoming shows? It's a great question. Gang, gang. That's a great question. It is a good question, man. Uh, The first part he asked is for you. Yeah, uh, it's only been two days, so I'm not super excited yet. (laughs) I... uh, yeah, I, it's funny you start picking out little things that you. I mean, you know that like there will be something that happens where you go, "That's not it," but this may be a part of it, right? And so, like right now, Isla is uh, obsessed with puns. Mm-hmm. So anything you say to her, she replies in a pun. I guess there's this some guy on the internet who does puns, and so she loves puns. Gripless, there's a guy named Gripless that's an artist. You can bring him up. But he yeah, does really good ones. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do you when you prepare for a special? Do you watch previous specials? I've honestly, I've never watched my old special. Um, 
you know, I saw it whenever we were editing it and putting it together. I I wasn't really in, I wasn't that super that st- that stoked about it, but I loved it. You did? I loved it. I watched it on the foot of my bed. Oh, right. And, my, on, and huh? when before we changed our house around, I remember exactly where I was. I put turned it on. I watched it on the foot of my bed. I watched you getting ready for it too. Like I remember seeing you getting ready for it at the Hollywood Improv. Yeah, yeah. I was excited. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just my head. You know, it's like you. Want- oh, it's everyone's head. Yeah. Dude, trust me. Sorry. Trust me. I did not. I was. So like press has been very weird for this special, and so, like because they just pulled all press, so there's no press. That's so crazy. Yeah, and, and it's dude. Because did you have a lot of places to go to go that you were lined up to go? I lined up across the board, and then yeah. and then you know everything happened, and they just pull all press, and I'm doing four podcasts. That's it for the whole wow. special. Four fucking podcasts, and so. Well, thanks for coming in here. No, man. dude, thank you. That's By awesome. the way, hold on. You're one of the few people that didn't cancel on me. A lot of podcasts canceled. Really? Yeah, a lot of podcasts were like, "No, we're not." You know what? Can we push it like a week and just see what's happening? And I'm like, I'm like, man, unless someone's, you know, in you don't unless you're showing any symptoms. And by the way, everyone's been fucking quarantined. The rules ten or under. It's ten or under, and they're being safe on that. It's three of us in a room. He's yeah. not even in the same room. No one's touched each other. So yeah. like. Me and Segura did a podcast this morning. Everyone's like, look, people are fucking working. You can't not make a living or entertain people that are locked up in their houses. This is what we do for a living. Yeah, totally. And if anything, this is a time to do it. This is a time to be like. I'm doubling down on podcasts. If I did have it, I'd come in and do it. (laughs) uh, By the way, I wouldn't mind one of us just getting it and spreading it to all of us and going, hey, guys, let's really bang these out. Now we're done. Let's start doing sets again. Yeah. Just for the infected. (laughs) Yeah, now we're done. Yeah. Affected only. I wonder if at some point there will become a line where it's like the affected get to do stuff and the unaffected don't get to do it's it. It's like yet. a herpes, herpes website. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, ah, man, if you don't have herpes, don't party with us. Dude, well, I thought if one day there was like a, what if one day they come out with a, a drug where you can live forever, right? But only some people get it, you know, and some people don't. And there's just going to be that crazy, like, cutoff. Like, they're going to decide, like, well, you're over 45. You, you're not even of use. Or you're over 60. You're not of use anymore. Yeah, they, so you don't they get They kind of do that already still. <laughs> yeah. So you don't get it. But yeah. under 60 gets it. And the government has it, and it's like it's just going to be this crazy. Oh, right where they rift. draw the line, and you got to yeah. fucking pick it. And there's nothing you can do. And marriages, your wife will be two years, three years older, or whatever. She can't do it. Ooh, ooh. that's not a bad way to get out of marriage. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's the law. You know, what am I supposed to do? My point is, my point is to yours because I loved your special, and you think in your head you didn't like it, or you're afraid that people didn't like it, or whatever. That's how I woke up. I woke up yesterday morning, St. Patty's Day. I had that big fucking yeah. pl- show planned. And what happens when you do press for a special is it really gets your mind off of it. So these first few days when people are sending in tweets and, and Instagrams and and you don't really look at it because you're busy working and promoting and texting and, and you know hitting up friends. Hey, can you tweet about this? And so then you don't really realize it until like come Friday. And then by the way, come Friday, everyone's there for the weekend. Everyone, it's, it's your fans hitting you up. So you don't think about it. I woke up yesterday fucking panicked i mean all you can remember are the jokes you're not proud of it's mm, like it's like it's like yes god damn it and then so this, true this morning was the first time i did any real legit press where i called into radio stations and they were like oh man i love that joke you have about beating your wife with a mop and i'm like oh that's a good joke or the i had a joke that i had a joke that uh went that they memed like it oh that's nice i wrote it 18 months ago performed it filmed it in november and then 50 cent put him put it on a meme and it was like and i didn't get any credit but you know it's a good joke when it gets memed yeah and so but you don't think about those you think about the shit ones and so it's not until you get fucking texts like 
from like Segura or Cowhead or like my friends that mean something. They go, hey, the secret time, I thought that sh- – I, I was so terrified that that special just sucked. That just sucked. That everyone was just being really? nice to me because I'm a nice guy and people like oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened to me too. You're just like, oh, everybody's just saying that because, yeah, because people I'm are a- like, I watched it nine times. You're like, that's insane. Nobody's did. ever done that. Then someone's <laughs> like, I watched it back to back. You're like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I appreciate you making me feel better. Right. I remember I did a podcast with Rogan and he goes, he said, I mean, you can find this clip and you can, you can see the look on my face. It's fucking genuine. He goes, hey, man, I watched your special. It's fucking awesome. And I went, really like it's genuine like wow. I, and i couldn't get past it i go wait you you really watched it and he was like yeah it was awesome and i was like hold on like i'm looking at, like are you being serious like those compliments are like the way like tom papa said man i loved your special oh, a cool. guy like tom papa says that and you're like his new special is good too fucking awesome man it's so awesome it's clean it's not like like mine you can't watch with your family yeah but yeah i have one what's one joke that you wish you could take out of a past from that you're just like oh it was just it wasn't it's not me anymore or it just was too if there is one i have um i don't like the way i named i titled my my first special because it was back before clickbait was a thing, mm-hmm. but I, but we knew what clickbait was, but we didn't know what it was, and it wasn't. There was nothing really racist in it, but it was like, let's talk about Mexicans, let's talk about blacks. Like it just seems racist. But oh the, yeah, now see stuff. Some stuff does seem racist now. I watch old clips yeah. and you're like, oh man, that seems kind of racist now. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't at all. It wasn't like we've also gotten so fucking in Hollywood have gotten so sensitive on the way that things are like said yeah and not the reality of them like know? i had a joke i used to have a joke my, my closing joke was about uh getting blowjobs i forget how it went but i remember i remember someone explaining it to me like showing me from a woman's point of view how that's tabbit aggressive and i just did not see it i was like i was like i tried the sensitive approach no i go i go you know what women hate when you grab them by the back of the head and strong arm them down i go you gotta see the look on their face they're like no no <laughs> I go, I tried the sensitive approach, you know, sliding it in their mouth while they're sleeping. Just, and you're like, Shh, you're dreaming, you're dreaming, you're snorkeling in the keys. Feel the fish bouncing off your chin. So, like, I, you, those, I remember this girl going, like, it sounds like you're raping your wife. I go, oh, no, no, I'm just fucking her asleep. She's like, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess that is a little insensitive. But what are you going to fucking Yeah, but do? that was a different time. You could fuck in the sleep back then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know? It's called the old moccasin. It was actually, a lot of women were like, thank you for not waking me up to fuck me. <laughs> I, I didn't even care. You, I guarantee you if my wife could find a way That's that I could joke, fuck her guys. while she slept, she would take it. She'd That's what like, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, a, yeah. Lot a lot of wives would consent yeah. in advance to yeah. saying, yes, please. I had a joke in one of my specials about, I took it out because it just didn't sound right. I, I, maybe I didn't take it out. I don't, it might be a secret time. I go, you ever had sex with someone who didn't want to have sex with you? Not rape, but like, like ever fuck your wife when she doesn't want to fuck you? And she's just like, hmm. And you're like, you're not really into this. She's like, no, I don't want to be doing this at all. And you're like, huh, that sounds like rape. And you're like, no, I just want to go to Target and I don't yeah. want to deal with an asshole. Yeah. I'm probably miswording that joke. But I think I told that in secret time. I don't know. Yeah, I never had a wife, but I could imagine. Do you think you get married? <sighs> I think I would like to. Is it really, is it pretty cool? I love it. You do? I love it. Yeah, you've always been a big proponent of it. Yeah, but I'm a big. I was a better. I was. I'm a better married dude than I am single dude. Yeah, I could see that. You need that real that net around you. You need that support. You need that when you go home. You got that love. You got something going on. There's something fun. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, I, I look at like you and Delia. I know Delia's now got a kid, but like I look at you, Delia, and like 
that group of guys who all kind of were like te- untethered. And I go, that must be nice to like go like, I'm going on the road. You know, I'm going to stay on the road and then just go snow skiing and then go into another city. Or I'm going to do a movie and disappear for a month. Or, or, like, or like in times like this where you go, I don't have to worry about like financially, I'm good for a couple years, you know. But I, now as a, as a parent and these happen, you start worrying about your kids. You start worrying right. about finances and you're like, you're like, I know I'm good, but like for how long and how long, like. If and by the way, if shit goes sideways, I still got to take care of it. Like, say the economy never recovers, never for like five years, and like, and no one goes see stand up. I don't really have any more fucking skill sets, right? But you could disappear and go bartend, be the fucking funny bartender, and make a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know? Yeah, man, you'd be way I'd funnier be bartender. bartender. Yeah. I think <laughs> well, you'd do any. You'd be great. I'd at be a really good bartender. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think there's definitely like, uh, yeah, there's a, it's definitely, you start to see guys like Sebastian got married and started a family, yeah. you know, you Brett start Ernst, to see, yeah, Brett Ernst, you see guys start to have kids and stuff. And you're like, oh man, I guess, I guess this is something that I have to do if I want to do it. You know, I just yeah. have to, at some point I got to start to go down that road, you know, you still have time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find the right chick. You got to find the right chicken. Yeah. That's another thing. <laughs> you don't want to find some Muppet. You know, you don't want to find some fucking dust muppet out there who's, you know, copping grams when you're not around or doing shit like that, stealing yeah. shit from you. Have you had those? Shit. Have you had chicks like that in your life? I've had some chicks sell some of my shit. You know, when you were partying, did you date like sketchy chicks? Uh, I've always kind of dated some real, so a couple of real <laughs> sketch balls. <laughs> my last girlfriend wasn't sketchy though. I don't know. I've, I've made good girlfriend choices. It's just like the messing around choices where you're like, oh, wait, what's the worst? Don't I gotta get name. out of this. Apartment. Don't tell me your name, but just tell me like the worst. Um, let me think. This I'm sure. Oh, oh, I know the worst, dude. So there was a girl that um, oh, I don't know. if She was the worst, really, but. There was a girl who, uh, there was a girl who I had taken a bunch of stuff from Holiday Inn, right? Yeah. And uh, and this is back when Holiday Inn put wrote Holiday Inn on their like uh, on the shower curtains and stuff in their showers. <laughs> she took the shower curtain and the soaps and everything. No, but I'd hooked up with her at her place, and then I took all that stuff and redid her bathroom in it <laughs> and put all Holiday Inn shit in there. But that had nothing to do with her. I think she was okay. <laughs> uh, there was. <laughs> And then I cheated on her. I guess that had nothing to do with her. I guess that was more me. Let me do another one. Yeah, she was super sketch. I'm There's sure this I one can... girl where I passed out her house and I pissed in her hamper. That wasn't her, but that was more me. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure some... Oh, I remember one time hooking up with this young lady. And she's like, oh, you can bust right inside of me. You know, and I'll, <laughs> immediately that made me not want to even be around her. Because that just revolted me to my core that she would just... You know, just even like I'm not gonna ha- ejaculate at all. That's my new thing. Is I don't bust, man. If I'm having sex, we have sex for a little while. We go our separate ways. Wait, you know what what I'm do saying? you do? Huh? What do you, you just? I'll just ejaculate later by myself, or I'll, or I'll ejaculate, you know, at a future time. You weren't jerking off for a while, right? Yeah, I've been through some good phases, man. I've struggled recently, but I'm doing my best, you know. Why? How come? I just don't like it, man. Uh, oh, and the girl goes, yeah, you can bust inside of me. She goes, uh, I was like, I don't want to do all of that, you know? And she's like, oh, don't worry. I can't get pregnant. I I don't even have any ovaries. That's what she yelled out of a fucking Jesus. car window behind a fucking, uh, what's the place where you buy printer ink and everything? Kinko's? No, 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 no. no. A little bit bigger than that. Oh, Office, Office Depot. Depot. Yeah. And I'm like. 
Get out the me. window of an Outta office here. depot. Yeah. I don't even got any Obries. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, I'm I out. lost them in a billiards <laughs> match. Yeah, yeah, I lost them in a skins game. I'm out of here. Long story, I'll just say me and an octopus didn't get along. Oh, so that still ruminates inside of me sometimes. Like, it makes me sad, man. It makes me sad that I ever hooked up with that girl. I dated so I dated sketchy chicks, but never I never fucked them. I was always weird about fucking chicks. Oh yeah, dude, same man. I was for a while. I wasn't even good at sex at all, man. And I'm still never. I've never still, been good at I'm it. I'm not good at it. Oh, I'm not good at it. That's it's why terrifying I'm terrifying a lot of times. Oh, I just I, I bust so fucking quick. Oh wow. I'm like, uh, I, it literally, I don't think I can get AIDS. It's like the five-second rule when you drop something on the ground, you pick it up. You're like, oh, that doesn't count. Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm not. Like, I can't even, even last... see you with AIDS, bro. I couldn't imagine you with AIDS. because I'm so fat. Yeah, I mean. You I... should see pictures of when I was skinnier. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'd be an ugly AIDS patient. Oh, dude, I couldn't imagine I had imagine a fucking you. ugly head. Really? I had an ugly head. I've always had an ugly head. And when I gained weight, my head looked normal on my body. Oh, I could see that. Like, I have a big I have a big head, like a size. Like, put this on your hat, head and feel how big my head is. My head's pretty big. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's your head? That's my head. Am I crazy? Oh, my God, bro. I feel like I'm in a little apartment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I'm no joke, I'm in a studio apartment. Like, hold on, I'll go over here to the kitchen. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I look. Wow. Sorry, I didn't do my hair. It normally looks a lot better, but I'm starting to get gray streaks in my hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gray that, streaks man. in my beard. I'm getting that. We got a question right here from a oh, guy yeah. named Jean Gu. Looks like a, an Islamic. Hey, Slams, Theo, what's up? Him. It's your bud, John. What's up, Johnny? And Johnny. Johnny. Totally gay best friend. Uh, so, God. question for Bert. Um, given that Theo is in a 12 step program, and a big part of that program is acceptance and forgiveness. Do you think that you would ever forgive Ari Shafir for unintentionally drugging you and giving you Molly? So, hope to hear back, gang, gang. It's a good question. So very. Now he said he said unintentionally. Yeah, that's. I think that's where we differ. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was pretty direct in his intent. Do you think he wanted to do it like? Just do you think there's something in him that's like I got to get a rise somehow out of things and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's like, you, you know, uh, just his vibe of humor with the Kobe stuff, you know, like or not yeah. just Kobe, but yeah, all no. that going to the edge. You know, I got to douse my friend. I got to do this fire. I you think know? I think I think the two are separate. I think, but I, I'll say number one, I think Ari's always succeeded on those outer barriers of comedy, meaning yeah. really pushing the edge. Really finding the boundary and then and then jumping over it. Yeah. <clears throat> Case in point, the the Kobe thing. The uh, the the I'm not going to go through Ari's list of the things that. But even the picture of him naked on the stage, like he's always at the uh, you know he's yeah. always on the he's always he's on the dark side of the moon a lot of times. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think I do think there's a part. I think there's a part of Ari that thought. If we do a podcast and I slip a Molly, it's going to be the most epic podcast ever. Yeah, it, and everyone will talk about it for the rest of their lives. And he, I think he, I, I think that was a part of his thought process. But I, I do think that part of his intent was this is going to be a blast. Bert's one of my best friends. I th Molly's not going to kill him. I'm going to give him Molly. We're going to get high. We're going to laugh. We're going to hang out all night. He didn't really calculate it. Like he was like, oh, I should have checked to see if his kids were in the other room. 
I should have checked to see if you had to a, make dinner or something. I, yeah. he, I, my wife was making dinner for all, both of us with, to have dinner with the girls because my girls loved Ari. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he's like, and and he didn't check that I was flying that night. I was starting my tour that night. Wow. So there's a lot of things Ari didn't like check the boxes for. He just kind of did it, and and it was. It was I, I mean, it's super regrettable because I still love Ari. And I and I'm we're still friends. We text all the time. We talk on the phone. But like, if my daughter sees me texting with Ari, she'll take my phone. Mm. She fucking uh, Georgia hates Ari. Leanne hates Ari, and that's what fucking sucks. And that I'll never release the podcast because I I just don't. I know for a fact Ari thinks it's epic, but I've talked too much about it. So if you watch it, yeah. you'd know too much about my feelings about what happened. As opposed, to if I had never spoken about it and I just released it, it would have been. I mean, it would have. It would have. I think. It would probably gone off without a hitch, but I talked about it so much <clears throat> that I just I feel like it's not fair to show it's not fair to show Ari being somewhat insensitive to a friend who believes he was drugged and may die. Right? Because Ari's just he's high and he doesn't care, and I'm freaked out and I'm having a panic attack, and you can definitely see all that. And I know Ari feels differently, but will you one day put it behind a paywall? You think? No, I mean maybe maybe one day like release it as a movie. Got to. May I don't may I I mean. He's got to. I don't know. <laughs> it's I, by the way. It's not. It's so crazy. Like, if you say you heard, you were like, "Oh, there's outtakes on uh, Reservoir Dogs where they lose." Remember, there's outtakes on Lily Tomlin losing her mind on Dustin Hoffman or or someone during a movie. Mm-hmm. Tootsie, was, I think. And Tootie? They were, Tootsie, yeah, something. And they were like, "Oh, I want to see that." And you, as a fan, as a fan of podcasts, as a fan, like a perfect example, right? When you and Bill Burr did a podcast and everyone was like, bro, what the fuck happened there? Mm-hmm. I went right there, excited. I watched it. I didn't see what I think everyone else saw. Like, I just saw you and Bill hanging out. It, it didn't didn't register for me the way it did for other people. Mm-hmm. But I ran right to it. I, I ran right to it. People were on Twitter, what what the fuck happened with Bill and Theo? And I was like, Bill's one of my best friends. I've known Theo. I, Theo's one of my close friends. Like, I've known Bill for 20 years. I've known Theo for 15. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking, I'm going here. For me, it didn't like razzle dazzle me. I can see what people were talking about. I can pick up on hints of it, but like, it wasn't what I want to see. So I know as a fan, the idea that you'd want to watch me and Ari, me get drugged. I'm just afraid, protective of Ari, that especially with all the Kobe shit that went yeah, down, that it would them. just it wouldn't, wouldn't help look, anyone. Really, wouldn't help anyone. Trust me, man. Had I released it and that Kobe shit gone viral, people would have grabbed that and it would have. Here he is drugging a, a white guy. I mean, dude, I'll tell you right now. When it happened, Doctor Drew said, you know. Just so you know, you, by you telling me this, I have to call the police. And I went, wow. Then I made it up. Then I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. So if I put it out there, it would have been, I think it would have been a bad idea. Ari disagrees 100%. But wow. So Ari says put it out. Ari wants it out so bad. Wow. Maybe I'll sell it to him one day. There you go. Yeah. Now we're talking. If he makes it big, which on the rate he's at. He's, he's just, big, man. He's, he's just fucking he's sabotaging popular. himself left and fucking right. He's the guy that killed Kobe Bryant pretty much, yeah. you know? And a lot of, yeah, and a lot of poorly written articles, you know? Here's yeah. the guy, and, and look at this, the guy who's flying the helicopter, picture of Ari sometimes. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's bad. Like, bro, things get mixed up out there. It's a mashup. Yeah. You know, it's a dark art, He's man. so talented, man, and I think that when he does film the special called Jew, I think it's called because he's a Jewish supremacist. He's a Jewish supremacist. Yeah, one hundred percent. When he films this special, I think it's going to be huge, and I think people, I think it'll really 
I think people will see the the artist as opposed to like the the comic that we've all known, right? The sensitive, sweet, fucking hilarious Ari Shafir as opposed to bloody ass rag. By the way, that's still part of his personality. Doug Stanhope will piss on you, and he's one of the most genius comics in the world. Yeah, it's like you can be both people. Yeah, I get you can naked. be two things. You can be three things. You can be four things. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know. We didn't. I like. I remember asking if he wanted to talk about it one day on the podcast, and uh, just through texting, and then I never heard back from him about it. But yeah, it's interesting because if I if I here's what here's what you should do if you talk talk to him. Make him talk honestly, right? Because this here's what here's what is frustrating to me is that the con, not it's not even frustrating. Uh, it's not even frustrating at all. But like the part of Ari that apologized and the part that I talked to on the phone at the end of the month when we hadn't spoken for a month and he had texted me every single day going like, "I want to talk to you. I can't have this happen." I can't lose you as a friend. Like that guy, right. that guy talking about it and talking about his experience through that way is so fucking fascinating. The part of him where it's where he shuts off and deflects and goes, "What? It's a joke. Right. Fuck it." You know? That for me, I'm not super fascinated by, but man, I know the I know the man very fucking well. Yeah. And the sensitive side, I would love to hear his perspective of it. From our more human space and from not a from human a space because it's funny still. Yeah. Like his, like his, me and him talking. The first time we talked, I was driving to a Planet Fitness in an Uber, and me and him talked. I can see that. And we were just <laughs> back and forth, kind of having our first conversation in a month, but giggling and kind of like, like, yeah, that was a fuck. Deal. Like I'd say something like, and then instead of going like deflective, he was fucking. But you know what? That's me asking him to do comedy, and that's offensive right. for me to go. Hey, this is how you should talk about it. My point is, I would love that side of Ari. I would love to hear on a podcast, right? You right. Know? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's such a. He's definitely a sweet, nice dude. He's I think he just has spot. this wild character that is. Bro, he is God. There's this outlaw. He's like the Jesse James kind of like thing. He's and like you can't you can't change that, and no, it's always going to be there. That's his whole thing, and that's a real thing. It's like, not. Yeah, it's real. He shit on Bobby Lee's car. Yeah. He beat up Bobby Lee four times. There's a part of Ari that's a fucking legit wild card. I Let me tell you Dude, something. How do you beat up Bobby Lee three times and then go back and beat him up one more time, though? I don't know. I, I mean, it seems uh, like it was an easy fight. Yeah, no shit, dude. Just a lot of uppercuts. Oh, dude. Or lower cuts. Any cuts, dude. You could easily. <laughs> any, any cuts you could use on Bobby. <laughs> dude, definitely, man. Yeah, Bobby fucking Lee. Bam, Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee's so cool. He oh, really he's is. One of, he's def, unbelievably one of a kind. You and him are the two dudes in, in recovery that have never, ever been browbeaty or like never been like, like, you know, like when I say shit like, oh, yeah, I'm not drinking right now. And you're like, nice. And you're like, yeah, I'm having a hard time sleeping or whatever. And I don't know what I said to you last time. But I said something about not drinking. And you're like, yeah. You, and you just get like, I heard. I know what you're talking about. And then <laughs> and then, and then, I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I just took off. But both you and Bobby Lee have always been cool about whatever fucking thoughts I have out loud. Just listening and being like a friend. As oh, right opposed, on, man. So, as, you know, some dudes are a little bit like, hey, man. Yeah. Here's the deal. You got a problem, man, and I can help. Yeah. I can be your savior. And you're like, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> yeah, dude. You yeah. run an open mic out of Burbank, and I'm not trusting my life with you at all. <laughs> I'd much rather be a failed alcoholic yeah. than fucking your sidekick at a fucking AA meeting. Yeah, don't make me beat up Bobby Lee again. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I went to Jesus. one AA meeting. Did and, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was probably 18 years. No. Was it mixed or men's? Mixed. 
Okay. Mixed. Is, is men's better? Uh, men's is definitely like a little bit more, it gets like a little bit more sentimental, I think. The mixed ones, there's always that element of like oh. impressing women or seeing what's going on a little bit. Oh, yeah. This was, this you was. You know, because they got a lot of bottle thoughts out there. A lot of chicks who give up the liquor just to get a man, you know? Oh. Mm. Yeah. I, by the way, I would, I can see myself totally getting sober because of a chicken AA. Oh, yeah. And then falling off with her when she wanted to fall yeah. off. Yeah. I can totally see that happening. But I went to an AA meeting one time. It was over. I don't know, I guess, oh, yeah. guess I shouldn't say anything like that. But it was. No, you can say where it was on Moore Park. <laughs> no, it was on. No, this is a long. This is when I lived in Hollywood. It was on the corner of Franklin and uh, and Highland. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I think it was Franklin and Highland. Yeah, Franklin and Highland. It's over by that Starbucks over there. Mm-hmm. So everyone went to the Starbucks and then walked across the street to the, to the like school or library or what it was. It was in like an auditorium. Like library type setting, you go in. They like give you the book, and they're and you sit. You know, you're sitting down first, and then they're going around. And then the guy I was with, this really cool dude, uh, he he and he. Uh, the you only went reason, to support him? No, no, no. I was. Leanne had dumped me. Mm-hmm. We had been dating for like four months, and she dumped me because I got drunk at a party, and I wouldn't let a fight go, like a, like an argument with her friends. I just oh, fought. Yeah. I fought. I died on the hill. I was like, this is my hill to die on, and I got drunk, and then I couldn't rebound emotionally from that fight and then she broke up with me and so i just said i'm done i'm done drinking i got drunk and i lost a chick that i loved and i don't want that and if i want to find chicks i love that i want to keep i got to be sober because that's not going to work for me yeah yeah i feel you i tried to learn french once to get a woman back (laughs) i made a boat out of clay for a woman once i made a mixtape for leanne you did dude i she dumped me she dumped me i made a (laughs) mixtape and i drove down La Brea, sobbing, crying. Oh, yeah. Sobbing, crying, and put it on her car like a mixtape with a letter. Mm. And then I went back and I put, I, put, I tried to, I cried so hard. This is how bad I was hurt when Leanne dumped I me. Cried so I, hard. I went into my shower because I didn't want anyone to hear me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I couldn't sit on the ground. I didn't want to sit on the ground. So I brought one of those exercise balls in. Mm-hmm. But I, into the shower? Into the shower, but it's it fat. couldn't fit through the door. So I had to deflate it, mm-hmm. crying, bring it in the shower, crying, oh, yeah. reinflate it, crying, oh. and sit on it, crying. It to was breathe deep when you're crying, too. Ooh. And so I'm sitting on, I lived up on it's a street called Glencoe. God, it's right so above, beautiful, man. Right above. Yeah, I know Hollywood exactly Island. where that yeah. is. I was sitting on there eating an Asian pear. Oh. I hadn't drank in a couple days. I was, I was not out of any other thing that I've been crying this whole time. Is this in the Bible? I feel like this is in the Bible, dude. Yeah. And so, uh, this dude comes out, lived up there, and he goes, uh, Hey, fag. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? What did he say? He goes, what's going on? And I was like, uh, I'm going through some shit. And I said something about because he, he, he was a. How did he get in the shower? He came in. No, the... no, 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 no. He was, I was on the street. Oh, okay. I was on the street on the, I was on the street in an Asian pair. Oh, okay. And okay. Like... <laughs> Sorry. I merged this up there somewhere. The I didn't know we left the uh, apartment. So. He used to be a sober coach, so mm-hmm. they'd hire him. Oh, yeah, that's to, a big job. He, they'd hire him to go with huge actors to their movie to keep them sober so that they could get insured. Get through it. Denzel Washington is a man everybody talks about a lot of times. He gets real sober for films. You oh, know? yeah? Yeah. You always it's, hear that anyway. It's a rumor. So this guy then, that's what he did for a living. He made great money. And he was a nice man, tall He's guy. coolest dude. Short guy? Good guy. No, a yoked, good-looking dude, Harley. Wow. Uh, Connie Corso dog, like just the fucking, he was the man. Right. And so 
He just said, and he's and he knew all the talk, man. He knew, but he was like in, like he had been sober for a while, and he'd been doing this so long. And he tried to get you in, and he took you to a meeting. He just no. All he said was, he goes, "I said I'm thinking about quit drinking for a while," and he was like, "How long?" I said, "I don't know." And he was like, "He was like, hey, you know, sometimes it's just it's easier to just go. Let's just take today. Yeah, like don't worry about when you're gonna start. Just take today." And I was like, "Maybe I should." And he goes, "And if you want, if you need help today, like, why don't you come to a meeting with me?" And I was like, I was like, man, I'm, my fear was I was going to start drinking because I was so depressed about with Leanne dumping mm. me. And so I said, I'll go. I was, dude, I was, I'll try. I was like, I'll try anything. I was like, I'll go to a meeting. I'll and go to so a meeting. Yeah. We went down. We got coffee. I'd never had coffee at night. Like oh I'd, yeah. I'd never done that. We got coffee. We went to the meeting, and he was like, just, just listen, man. You don't have to do anything. Just listen. So they're going around. Everyone's talking, and like four guys from me, and he hits me, and he goes, he goes, hey, listen. I know you're a comic. If you want to talk, if you want to talk about what you're going through, everyone's going to listen. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, just every, just spill everything. You don't have to be funny. Just spill everything. I was like, all right, all right, good call. So I'm sitting, and then it gets to me, and I go to stand up, and this guy next to me that I didn't, he was like, kind of was like behind me. He stands up. He goes, actually, I'm having a really rough day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I sit back down, and he goes, hi, my name's dot, dot, dot. I'm an alcoholic. And everyone's like, hi, dot, dot, dot. And he goes, oh, it's been a bad day. Oh. I woke up this morning, I sucked my landlord's dick, and then I lit his car on fire. <laughs> and I, I, as a comic, Theo, I went, how do I follow that? Like, the I old exacta. So I just like, yeah. I'm fucking out. I'm like, I'm sitting down. And then I fucking, I was like, <laughs> never went back to another meeting. I was like, I can't beat that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's hard. And I stayed sober for eight months. And, uh, and Leanne and I, one night, were in... We're in Venice, Italy. Why is he sober for eight months, dude? That's said, a, that's huge. I said, well, I don't, I don't have a problem staying sober. Right. My problem, if there is a problem, my problem is uh, turning it on and off. Mm. Like, I, I don't really do it the way, like, regular people do it. Where, like, like I don't drink during the days. I only drink at nights. But in a weird way, it's like I get the I get the itch. So, like, 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock sun starts setting. I go, I wouldn't mind a glass of wine. Yeah. But once I stop drinking... Like we do sober October, I have no problem not drinking. Right. It's and, and by the way, I have a hard time starting drinking again. Mm. But once I start November first, I'm back in. I'm Good back person. in the game. Like yeah. it's 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 every, not every night, but it's pretty much like any night I'm on the road. Oh, the road must be tough, man. Being sober on the road was really tough because you get done a show and you're just sitting there like, so now what? Yeah. Like, what do we eat? Like, yeah. What are we gonna do? do you want to smoke cigars? And so now you're smoking three cigars a day. Ugh. And so, and I was working, I was being so healthy, but you, I don't know when, when I can drink on the road, I just do it. So yeah, I would, I feel like if I'm out there, especially like I'm out there on a tour bus and stuff like that, I would just, yeah, I would probably just be getting hammered out there. I feel like it would be real risky. What was this question we had right here from a young fella or woman? And this is a man. It's kind of what you just talked about. Oh yeah. Oh, this, this message is for Bert. Me and Theo come from the same cloth. Looks like I'm coming from God. But how do you drink so much and stop for Sober October? How do you do that? I can't even imagine just stopping drinking like that without any program or anything like that. How do you do it, Bert? Gang, gang, gang boy. How do you, yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. You just, you just make a decision. You just shut it down. You I mean, you know, do you now ramping up until October, are you like, okay, September, I'm gonna drink as much. I gotta, I gotta. We're gonna have this last night is gonna be a big party. Do you have a party the night before? No. Yeah. No, actually, usually I'll quit drinking a couple days before. Just kind of prep. 
No, just because like I go, I, I don't want to ramp up and be hungover October 1st where yeah. I'm like, oh, I'd rather have that shit day here so that if I need a glass of wine to go to bed, like if I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So like I'll kind of taper it off and then, and then I just stop. I've, I've done it both ways. I did it this last year. I got fucking wasted uh, September 30th or whatever and then turned it off. The year before, I kind of tapered off a little bit. The year before that, I think I, the, I think I didn't drink. Because the rule is you can't, you got to stop drinking at midnight. Right. So you can't, you can't build up to midnight and then go, I'm done. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So like I always tapered off a tad bit. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I have a weird thing in my head. It's, it's very punitive. Mm-hmm. I'm very punitive. And I'm a little obsessive compulsive. Mm-hmm. So like, like I'm not drinking right now. I'm, I'm not going to drink for the next probably. I mean, I may. I've never met anybody drinking here. But Actually, no, 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 no. I meant. I meant, I, meant, I meant this. I'm not drinking right now, this time of my life. Oh, I see what you're saying. And so. <laughs> we got a lot of work to do, too, right now. Yeah, and I, I have plenty of fucking free time. I'm like, dude, the last thing I'm going to do is fuck a bunch of free time up with booze. Yeah. It's like when you go on vacation. My biggest mistake when I was younger is I'd go on vacation and get fucking wasted, wasted the, whole time, the whole time. Come home and be like more tired from the vacation than Rick, I was in yeah. life. Yeah. I went on vacation one time to Hawaii, and my wife's like, no booze. I did it, and I had a fucking blast. Yeah. Up early, jogging, swimming, snorkeling. snorkeling. Oh, it's like the greatest vacation. So I love snorkeling. <laughs> so you, oh, dude, Leanne loves I'm snorkeling, I'm good out too. there. Oh. Dude, when I'm out there, I feel like I'm supposed to be out there. Me too. You know what we did in Fiji? We kind of floated the reef where they drop you off, and you just kind of cruise with the reef. Oh. Is Fiji pretty cool? Fiji was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was really great. Oh, like- no, I'm sorry. I'm not saying Fiji. Bali. Fiji's great too. Oh wow! I went to yeah. Fiji as well. Fiji's amazing, but Bali's fucking legit. I don't know. I wish I could tell you. I I, I talked to Doctor Drew about it. Why I, I get to this place where I shut it down and then I don't. And then I'll tell you right now, man. If I if I don't drink for this whole time we're off or whatever time we're off, mm-hmm. I'll have a really hard time starting again. Do you feel like you have to drink because of your show and because your act? I think I think people would be really. I think people would probably look at me different. I, I think people. Look at my show as like a, a reason to tap out and have a good time. Yeah, and I think they, I think yeah, I'm, let's go celebrate. I'm yeah. also the guy that like when I go to a party like with parents, I, I'm the guy that gives everyone a license to get a little loaded. Yeah, and I don't. You can never tell when I'm wasted. I mean, I can, but you normally people can't. So, so it. I feel like they go. Your oh. lips get wetter. I noticed that. When yeah, you... <laughs> they do. Yeah, I, I, it's okay though. But um, but yeah, I don't know how I. I don't know. I wish I knew and. I've talked to Dr. Drew about it. I'm like, am I an alcoholic? He goes, I don't think so. He goes, I think you're going to have health problems if you continue the way you do it. Yeah. So that's why I like turning it off. Yeah, he's so smart too, Dr. Drew, isn't he? He's a, dude, he's the best. I t- I'm, this whole coronavirus thing, I've been texting him about like mental health shit. Cause, yeah. You know, I talk about it, but no one really knows too much about it. But like, I definitely have anxiety like that I, I can't, I, sometimes I can't deal with. I think that probably leads to me drinking, but there are times where I just, like can't deal with it, and when this coronavirus kicked off, I was like, anxious, I was like, huh? Dude, I was like, I wouldn't leave in the bus. Like we, I like, I was like, yeah, I'm safe here. Like, why would I get out of the bus? It's out there, and everyone's and it's like, where it's just at your place right now. Where is it? It's at my house right now. Yeah, but uh, but like I wasn't like we were driving across country. We drove from New Orleans to uh, L.A., and I just was like, I just wasn't getting out of the bus. And, wow. And they were like, "What?" And I was. It was like they didn't know what was going on because everyone's with me. But I could, my head was just chewing the same thoughts over and over again. So I called Doctor Drew, and he's like, "All right, let's talk." I go, "I'm actually good today." But so, yeah, he's such a nice outlet. He's such yeah. a really 
Yeah, just his tone and everything is a good way to communicate. We had a question that came up right here from a young woman. This is a man, actually. <laughs> young fella. Bert, got a question for you. If there's no Tito's available, what's your what's your other go-to drink? And Theo, back in your uh, your drinking days, what was your what was your go-to drink? Gang, 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 bro. Well, I like to do a Miller, uh, Miller High Life was a beer that I really enjoyed. Really? And it's in Europe, too. <laughs> and it's a beer that I always, that I thoroughly enjoyed was a Miller High Life. And I and I used to live with a man who would eat Tostitos at night and drink Miller Light. So sometimes I'd sit in the living room and watch him. He didn't know I was sitting there in the dark watching him. And he'd be on the computer looking at pornography and shit, eating fucking Tostitos and drinking Miller Light. And I used to watch him. But, yeah, when I was drinking, what else did we have? A little bit of Mad Dog. Uh, 2020 was kind of popular. Ripple. A lot of the brothers would fucking let you hit that ripple jug, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, once we got into college, beer, you know, and then once I got out of there, I I went through a gin and tonic phase over there in Charleston, South Carolina. Gin and tonics are beautiful. Oh, my God. What's in them? I can't talk too much about booze. Like, I'll literally get my hopes up. Yeah. Like, I'll go, like, you, you, you can sell me on a drink yeah. where I go, I got, I might need one of those. I talked to someone today and he was like, I'm having a white wine. I'm on the keys. I'm, this coronavirus is freaking me out. I just woke up. I poured a white wine. And then my, my, it's like four in the morning to me. Yeah. I'm doing a radio tour. And I was like, God, I want a fucking glass of white wine. White wine. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem getting back on. Look, you like me walking my way into back drinking tonight. Look, I don't have a problem, man. I might drink tonight. This doesn't be totally fine. Yeah. But man, gin and tonics. Oh. They were great. Gin and tonics on Monday Night Football. Oh, really? My sister worked, has got a job at Fox. We just had Georgia. And we used to go over to her house in like, oh, down in, on Pico. Mm-hmm. My two sisters lived together. And my sister and I would make gin and tonics. Mm. And we'd make dinner. We'd watch my daughter. My wife would go to tennis practice. My other sister would come home. And we'd all grill out and have gin and tonics. Oh. Gin and tonics remind me of Monday Night Football. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. there is such a we we drink them out at this place. I don't remember what it was called, and just stand out there and look at the grass and have a couple of gin and tonics, bro. They had like, you know, like um, a lot of like uh, marsh grass and palmettos and stuff like that. So this is in South Carolina, and we drink nine of them, eleven of them, man. Oh. Fucking drink those bitches till your eyes wouldn't close. You know, it's funny. I don't enjoy the. Taste. I have to lay a rag over my eyes to sleep. <laughs> I couldn't get my eyes closed if I had enough too much gin. I couldn't. I never. I know. I don't really love the taste of Tito's and sodas. I love the taste of a gin and tonic. Yeah. Like, I, I love the taste of a Bloody Mary. A strong Bloody Mary, spicy. I love that taste. I love the taste of a white Russian. Oh, yeah. I love the taste. I just got back into IPAs. I wasn't an Ugh. IPA guy. Dude, I had a period where I couldn't drink IPAs because I was drinking one in the morning. They used to give these yeah, yeah, jugs. Yeah. I was taking a shower. I had to jump off the stratosphere that day, that oh, next day. Oh, wow. And I was in the shower in Utah, and I had a, they called it a gravity jug, and it was like a really strong IPA. And I was getting ready to go on a plane. I'm drinking in the shower because I don't want to fucking fly. Mm-hmm. I have so much anxiety. And I'm, I'm running late for the flight, and I drank too much. And I oh, I threw up an IPA, a strong IPA in the shower. Right. Oh. I was thinking about it. It's too much, huh? Oof. I couldn't drink IPAs for a long time. And then once those I'm, tannins and stuff from that oak or whatever gets to just gets into your gills. Do you know what do you know what I miss? Because I can't drink it because I'm on blood pressure medicine. 
is grapefruit and vodka. Oh wow! I never grapefruit had that. and gin is fucking awesome. Jeez, you've named every drink on grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Dude, that. good, bro. Dude, Jack on the rocks, double Jack on the rocks, uh, lots of ice. That's my takeoff drink on planes. Oh really? Sit down on a plane. What do you want, sir? I'll take a double Jack on the rocks, lots of ice, lots of ice, please. These are these are how I take my. These are on my orders. This is when you know you drink too much. These are my mm-hmm. orders. Okay. Uh, double Tito's soda, big glass, no lime. Can I get a double Jack on the Rocks? Lots of ice. Can I get a beer but pour it in the glass? Just pour, pour the whole thing in the glass. Do not just give me the can. Okay. No, no, actually, <laughs> I think, give me the can. Give me the can. Don't pour it in the glass. <laughs> God, man, I am really specific about how I take drinks. But look, I think is also, I think men, as they get older, they get specific about how they take everything. You know, it's not like, yeah. don't give me this, like, just like I'm 19 again. It you was know? when you were a kid and you'd have to call your dad and be like, how do I like my steak? And yeah. Like, medium rare. How do like, I get this tie to work? Yeah. How do I do this? <laughs> now it's like, you know exactly how you want things. It's just like, okay, this is how I do it or I don't do it at all. Do you remember? It was like the first time you ever bought a car. And you like you picked it out. Paid cash, boy. Nineteen eighty four Ford Escort, dude, <laughs> with no passenger seat. <laughs> somebody stole. Well, somebody stole it, but it had it when I got it. But oh. I think the guy stole it back. The guy I bought it from. Really? Yeah, I never really went into it, but I do think that. But, but like the first car you bought, like that you went into a dealership, and you said like, "I'm looking at, I'm looking at this," and the guy showed oh, you yeah. things, and you were like, "He's like, what color would you like?" And you had to make all these decisions on your own. My first car was a uh, uh, Expedition, an Eddie Bauer oh, nice. black on tan Praise Expedition. Praise God, I remember those. And I remember looking at it and going, this is the car. This like, is it. I want the tan interior. I can sleep in the back. Yeah. Oh, I slept in that back a lot. I fucked, fucked Leanne in the driver's seat one time. Did you really? Yeah, she slammed my, dump, my thumb in the car door, mm-hmm. and I didn't care. I just kept banging away. Yeah. Middle of the night, that thumb started hurting more than I've ever felt anything hurt. Mm-hmm. And she took a needle. Lit it over a match and pushed it in, popped it, and blood squirted out oh. of my fucking thumb. That was the most pain I've. That's probably the most pain I've ever been in my life. That wow. fucking thumb. Yeah, Ugh. the fingers are really. It's amazing, kind of sometimes what's in there. You know, you wonder what's in your hands all the time. But have you seen that show? Uh, my feet are killing me. Mm-mm, I don't watch that kind of stuff. We got a question right here from somebody. <laughs> oh, John Reap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What up, Theo? It's Nick from Melbourne, Australia. Cheers, man. Uh, my question's for Bert. Did the LA Marathon, did the triathlon. What's next? Surely we can squeeze a big bike ride or something out of you. Gang, gang. Gang, brother. Yeah, Bert, it's crazy because for one end of the spectrum you hit, you hit the other end of the spectrum too, man. Some real pinnacles athletically. Yeah, I, wrote, I already rode a bike. I rode a bike from Philadelphia to Atlantic City. That was fucking, it's not that far, is it? Oh, it was really fucking really? far. It took me five hours. Oh, wow. Dude, it was, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done because I had partied the night before, but I was at my biggest I'd ever been weight-wise, so I rode it, and it was just, I mean. There's a lot of gunplay over there in Philly, too. Hour 25, and about, how many miles is it? 68.4. 68.4. It was Ooh. fucking. Some sharp elevation. Five hours and 22 minutes. I, I did it much longer, by the way. I think I did it like. Five hours. I almost probably did it in six hours. Wow, congratulations, man. That's amazing. We're talking about swimming the Catalina Channel, me and my buddy. You know Dave Williamson, comedian? Oh, yeah, yeah. I do know Dave Williamson, Dave, man. Dave from Miami, he tours with me, and Dave wants to swim the Catalina Channel. Wow. And I was like, if you're going to train for it, I might as well train for it and see if I can do it. I'd rather swim with a guy so if the shark goes after him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if some people, yeah, you always want to have that shark buddy. Like, yeah, let's get in, dude. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm sure, saying, sure, bro? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, get a couple of tattoos of meat on your legs and then let's get in. <laughs> get a packet of blood and just squirt it on <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah. Hey, he's right there. He's right there. I know who you're looking for. 
Um, this is your third or fourth special. That's my fourth. Out there. Wow. Yeah, my fourth, and then uh, what gets easier about them as you nothing. go along? Really? Yeah, I, it's actually gotten harder. I yeah. think because it's like the comfortably dumb. I d- I just told all the jokes I had. Right. That was it. I was like just yeah, told every joke I, I had. My first special. Yeah. yeah. Um, the machine. I had a good length of time between that. Like probably I want to say like eight years or something. I don't know when I did the machine. But like maybe seven years, five years, but I had some time. And I had this machine story worked out, and I knew that was the end. I knew that was going to end it. And I had these great stories. I had these stories that were really working, like fighting a bear, jumping out of a plane with Rachel Ray, the machine. So I, all I needed to do was tether them together. Mm-hmm. And it was. I, and then, by the way, there's no pressure. It was Showtime. I, they, everyone was like, no one's going to watch it. And no one did, but that machine story went viral. So then there was like a little bit of an expectation when I did my next one, but not much because Netflix was like, yeah, well, well, we'll do a special with you. They didn't, didn't say, like, we want to do a special. They were like, we'll do a special with you. So we did the Secret Time, and the Secret Time was the first ever successful thing I ever did in my life. Wow. Where I was like, there was the, actually, no lie, that was the first successful thing I ever did in my entire fucking career. Mm. And by the way, I'd been in the business 20 years, wow. and that was the first thing I did that anyone ever And what watched. determined for you that it was successful? I was able to sell a tour. I was able to sell. Oh, I see. I did Secret Time, and then, like, I mean, the, when the machine went viral, that sold out comedy clubs for, like, two years. Wow. Two years straight, three years, I, I could do sell at all comedy clubs. And then when I did Secret Time, they, everyone, you know, your team says, all right, we're going to make the leap to theaters. And you're like, I don't really give a fuck. The money at comedy clubs is just fine. And, the, and you got to take a hit unless you do really successful. And when Secret Time came out, I just didn't have the radar to like. I don't. I didn't know that people watched it. I didn't know that anyone liked it. I didn't know that it was any good. I didn't. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just did it. I, these were the thoughts I had. I had hung out with Delia. Delia said no one watched after thirty minutes is special. Mm-hmm. So for Secret Time, based on that simple conversation I had with Delia, I took all the best material that I had that had been spread throughout with a closer. I moved the closer to 22 minutes, and I took anything that popped, and I moved it up front. Mm. Like, I just, I front-loaded the fuck out of that special. Wow. And because I did, people got to the closer and were like, well, fuck it, I'll watch the rest of it. Mm. And so, that was, like, probably the easiest I had, because I had no shame about it. I didn't oh, mind promoting yeah. the fuck out of it, because I didn't, I was like, I've been failing my whole life. This is going to fail, but I'm not going to let it fail. I'm going to just swing. Every attempt I get, I'm going to swing for the fences and try to get it to succeed. Yeah. And then it did, and then... This one was like, like when you say, this one was really stressful because I, I was like, I'm doing, I'm trying some different stuff. I'm, I'm doing the stuff that I do well, like talk about my daughters, talk about my wife, talk about my family, talk about being a bad dad, about drinking. We got an adventure story. Like I do all the things, but then I, I was like, I, I would watch comics that I loved do the exact same thing that they had done in the previous special, meaning like. It was right. almost like keep they, riding the same pony, same exact same horse, and it never I, change. Yeah. It never changed, and it and it bummed me out because I was like, in my head, silently, I go, I thought you were better than that. Like mm. I thought, I thought you were better than me, and I know I wouldn't do that. And Burr was like, fucking, you know, Burr, Burr and Rogan are two dudes that have said throwaway things to me that I have hung my fucking hat on. Wow. And Burr said one time, if you're something to the effect of, if you're not challenging yourself, then you're not getting better. And if you're not getting better, then why would anyone want to watch you? Mm. So I legit challenged myself. I said, I said, uh, I talked to Stanhope, and Stanhope, it was, it was, he was like, he was drinking one morning, and he, I was like, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm writing a knock knock jokes, and I went, what? 
He's like, yeah, I'm writing goofs, man. Like, just goofs. You know, I'm fucking around. I'm not writing material. I'm just, just you know, f- working with my just brain. working his brain. Yeah, getting the brain to really yeah. do something. And he's like, we're as funny as those guys, right? We got to be as funny as those guys. I was like, yeah. He's like, there's no way they're funnier than we were. We're, we're funny. So why can't we write knock-knock jokes? I went, yeah, why not? And then I started getting obsessed with Norm MacDonald. He's a guy that could write a knock-knock joke. Like, he's a guy yeah. who could take a standard structured joke and then, and then make it. Now, me... I'll speak. I'll speak only for me, but I think all of us, me, you, Segura, uh, like our group of guys, Delia, Santino, every all all of us, we do what we do in our own way, and, but it's not traditional stand up, right? So, and I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go into that. Like go into like I'm gonna do traditional stand up. I was like, I got would like to challenge myself to write a guy walks into a bar joke. Yeah, and so I did it. And I think it's good, and I think it's probably the best joke I've ever written. But I don't think you'd know it's a guy walks into a jar- bar joke until if I t- unless I told you, mm. and then you go, "Oh shit!" And so, and like, so I did, I did that. I tried to do this thing about this gun bit, which I, I think is one of the better bits I've ever written. I've seen that. I've seen. I believe yeah. that I've seen you. I've seen you do that bit at the comedy store, man. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Yeah, and so I just try to challenge myself, and if I succeeded, if the then great. But if I didn't, then if I didn't, you still got the stuff you loved. What I did, and and I think these, I think. I look, I, it's the, exactly what you said about your special. That's how I feel right now. I'm super proud of this fucking thing, but like you don't know. You're yeah, like, I'm, I don't want to be like some guy that's like. And who would I be if I? Yeah, I think there's a there's definitely a thing of learning to be proud of things, and then there's also a thing of constantly okay, how do I? How am I going to challenge myself again? Where am I going to move the bar? Am I going to yeah. stay in this safe zone? Take a look at where you've challenged yourself. Like yeah. I heard a joke that you threw away the other day. And I thought, old Theo. So someone's telling me this joke. They go, "It was a throwaway." I brought it up to Theo, and he was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." And I thought, old Theo would have hung his hat on that joke, and that would have been his act, and that would have been he would have said every night on stage, "Where you are today, because you've challenged yourself and taken fucking big strides. Now you're fucking where you're at in stand-ups next fucking level." But you got it. We always challenged ourselves when we were younger. Yeah. We always think about it. If you stayed where you were at an open micer, and you were like, "I'm getting laughs. That's what I'll do." We and we know those guys. Yeah. Then, then they stayed here the whole time. But instead, some guys, you get those laughs in open mics. You're like, I'm actually better than those cheap laughs. I, I got this. Yeah, the cheap laughs scare me now because sometimes I want to tell a joke. I don't know something new to do. Yeah. And I haven't been on, haven't been on stage that much, but I want to do something new. And I'll be like, oh, man, there's a couple of cheap jokes that I really like that, yeah, yeah. five, eight years ago, I'd have been like, oh, definitely. But yeah. now I'm like, I just can't do that. It's not going to make me feel good. Dude, when we worked together in, in San Francisco and you sat down and you told a, a, like a solid eight-minute story about that Mexican man that went to school with you. Oh, yeah. I, I'm on the floor. You would have never had the balls to do that. In what, It was like 800 people. You would have never had the balls to do that when you first started, but you challenged yourself and challenged yourself, and I think we have to keep doing that as comics, when we do specials, we can't just go, well, Secret Time worked. Let me just do a carbon copy of that, change out the punchlines. But same yeah. structure. That structure works. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do that again? Well, I think it's, I think it's, you know, and I might be thinking way too much about it. I know that there's might probably be. guys like Rogan will probably be like, dude, just be funny. Yeah. Burr would, Burr would, Burr would t- and even after all Burr's advice, he'd, uh, he'd be like, bro, just be funny. Remember, that's like the rule. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to fucking sit here like a workout class. Yeah, we don't have to save the world. We don't have to, yeah. In just the make end, me we laugh. just have to be funny. Yeah. yeah. But also, at a certain point, you have to make yourself laugh, too. Or, or, yeah, you have to, or you're just not going to care about it. You're just yeah. not going to be, unless you're a joke writer. If you're a storyteller, then I think it's different, you know? I think we're storytellers, and I think we take people places 
and, yeah, and if you want to be a good storyteller, you you got to like you got to figure out new ways to I mean the way you're telling stories now, man, no one's doing it like you. And and thanks, man. It's the truth and everyone talks about it. Fucking everyone talks about it. And yeah. but but you didn't just show up with that. You had to work there. Right. And so why would you ignore that? Why would you go, "Okay, I'm here. I'm done." I'll just do this for the rest. I'll do this exact same thing for the rest of my life. But do you ever think like, oh, I'm not, uh, am I going to be stuck? Do you ever think, though, that I'm going to be stuck here? Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be able to do this? Or do you think like, oh, okay, I will continue to evolve? Do you ever just wonder for yourself, like, will I continue to evolve? I think everybody kind of wonders that, like, I would. I, there's like, like, is the gas tank going to run out, you know? I feel like that. Yeah. Like, cause, well, because, you know, I get in my own way. It's like, because I did Travel Channel for so long. And then when I got out of Travel Channel, I was like, I was I found success in podcasting and stand up and that was it. And I went, fuck it, I'm done. And I literally turned a middle finger to everyone in Hollywood and, and they'd be like, Hey, we want you to do this. I would pass. I want you to do this, pass. And then everyone came at me with a project and I passed on everything. And then one day I went, I like I like I remember someone got like a, a movie. I mean Tom did a movie maybe or something. I only say Tom because I talked to him so much, but like mm-hmm. Tom did a movie with Marky Mark. And I was like, Why would you do that? And he was like, Well, you gotta you got to try new stuff. <coughs> and I was like, what do you mean try new stuff? Like, it's just, it's who the fuck wants to be a movie with Mark Wahlberg? And he was like, it's a life experience. Right. Like, don't you want to try shit? And then I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should also. Maybe I have time to also do other stuff. Mm. And then I was like, okay, like, I'll do. Let's do a series. And so we did a We did a series with Netflix. And then I was like. I was like, oh, maybe we can do a sitcom. I wouldn't mind doing a sitcom. And then I started going like, hey, I'm cool with doing a movie also. Like, I'm not I, – I can I can be in this lane and then do other stuff around. I got in this mindset where I look at – you look at Rogan, who's our fucking – who. Yeah. He's our Messiah, man. And I don't mean that like in a, in a no, Jesus no, way, you, but like he's our guy. Like, right, he's a template. He's a template, and he's put us all over and gave us all amazing opportunities, and every single one of us acknowledge it. But in acknowledging it, you also see that path that he carved through stone for himself, and you realize, man, if I stay in that path, I got a great life. Like I can just do podcasts, just do stand-up, do spots at the store, the improv, the ice house, and fucking there is room to grow. Yeah, But you also got to go, Hey man, I'm also not Joe. I'm not the best listener. Like, yeah, I'm not the best interviewer. I'm. I don't know what I'm. My str- they're not. I, mean, I have no discipline. Not as smart. I'm not as smart. Like so. Like so. Like maybe I should also try the things that I'm also really good. And at. I'm saying that for myself. Yeah, I'm, myself. I'm, I'm thinking of myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm the fucking. I'm a window licking ninny. Like, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> I'm not, not saying that you're not as smart. But yeah, we're not as smart. I'm not Joe Rogan. I'll tell you that, man. I found that out many times the hard way. Yeah. I'm slow Rogan, I think. (laughs) I'm Mo Rogan. One of the three Rogans. There's Larry (laughs) something and Mo. (laughs) Slow and Mo. That's funny. Dude, well, I can't wait to see it, man. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to I it. I appreciate it, man. Um, the last special I watched was Jim Gaffigan's, and I really, really loved it. The I one love... he did on Amazon I thought was really good. I, I, I love, dude, I love. Gaffigan's one of the God, greats. God, he's so funny. He's one of the greats, man. Yeah, but he, he really dude, is. You want to talk about growth. He was not who he is today when he started. Some of my favorite jokes of his were dirty jokes. Like, you ever really? go to, you ever go to... You ever go back to high school and all the kids want to call you the nickname they called you in high school, but you grew out of it? And you're like, hey, guys, not anymore. And they're like, well, if it is an old sheep fucker. <laughs> he goes, one of my favorite Jimmy African jokes, he goes, hey, uh, ladies. 
You ever go to the park on a Sunday and see that guy walking around with his shirt off with a snake around his neck and go, man, I want to have sex with that guy. And they're like, no. And he goes, oh, hey, fellas, anyone want to buy a snake? (laughs) (laughs) Jim Gaffigan is the funniest fucking guy alive. He's so funny, he's man. He's so fucking funny. And he's worked so he's been touring for what 15 years. Oh, he's been dude. He's been touring. He just quit to do movies. I watched his most recent movie. He's been doing movies. No, he's been doing movies the whole time. Did you Has see he? the one where he killed the baby? Uh, no, I didn't see that one. I saw the one where he's the Uber driver, though. And it's, That's where he killed oh, it the is? baby. Oh, I didn't notice the baby part. Is that a big part of <laughs> it's it? It's a big part of the movie. <laughs> oh, sorry. The baby dying. That's how he gets oh, where he damn, is. Dude, yeah. It's good, man. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Nobody saw the one I gotta where watch he's, he's the Uber baby and he put some trash away quickly and cried. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was great, man. man. He's he good. was in Super Troopers. Was he? Yeah, mm-hmm. they talk about it. They said he flew in on a private jet, came wow. in, shot a scene. Walked off. It was super cool. Walked off. Got in a private jet. Went back. And they were like, "Thank you." Yeah. Damn. Dude. Hey, I got to be honest with you, man. To end this podcast. As a fan of yours since day one, you know I've been a day one fan. Yeah. I fucking love watching you blow up, man. It oh, is thanks, so fucking man. fun. It's so fucking fun. You make me giggle so hard. I was telling you, you and that Tommy Lauren fucking interview. Oh, yeah. I watched she you and TJ. I, I love your podcast. You're killing it, bro. You're killing it. Well, thanks for just being so supportive, man. And thanks for just, yeah, like being supportive over the years and being like, a, you know, just kind of a leader in this whole industry. I mean, you do the same thing. You know, you work really hard and... I mean, you're one of the guys, too, that I, that I think a lot of people think about, like, oh, this guy works so hard, you know? No, well, I, think and, uh, all, I think we're all put – I think this will be the – the next few weeks will be the test of, like, let's see who can work the hardest because – I know. Huh? we gotta pr- we got to produce something. We're, do- we're all doubling down on podcasts, maybe write a script or fucking shoot some shit. Who knows? It would be great if all of us did a project together, it seems like, if we wrote something and just funded something ourselves. I, I think would people love, would dig it. I would love – like a big, a like, movie? like almost like DC Cab. Yeah. Remember DC Cab? Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. It was great. Charlie Barnett was in it. Mr. T was in it. Bill Maher was in it. Mm-mm. Oh, it was so fucking great. It was about a cab company. Uh-uh. So, see, something like that would be great. I thought of like a, a wrestling league, like it's sputtering out, and yeah. it's like the last legs of it. The last few wrestlers are yeah, us. Yeah, the last few wrestlers are us, and it's just the dying <laughs> last couple of fights. We get a wig for Rogan, and he's got long, stringy, balding yeah. hair. Oh, that would be great. I like that. Joey Diaz is a manager. Yeah, it's tremendous. <laughs> you cocksucker. Just some shit wrestling league. We're all just beating Bobby Lee. Oh, oh. that's not a bad script. Oh. Be so good. Hey, if anyone heard that, let's make that movie. Yeah, somebody who wants to fund. Yeah, somebody want to come in with a two million dollar budget. Man, we can get that thing made. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not made totally because we can't be around each other in groups of ten. But what if we did a movie where people all have to be six feet away from each other during the shooting of it? Ooh. We'll call it ski school, and we'll all be in skis six feet away from us. <laughs> Okay, dude. I think uh, <laughs> I think I think we're out of ideas, dude. Bert Kreischer, I love you too, man. Congrats on the new special. Thank you, Theo. And uh, congrats on all your effort and work. And thanks for being here today. Thank you. Yeah, man. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this. Of mind I found I can feel it in my bones, but it's gonna take a little time.
Shine